four years, Sir Fig Phil Ox. Every four years. Comments expressed on the J. King Network contain mature content and may be deemed as offensive in nature. However, they may not reflect the same views held by the network itself. So please, use discretion when tuning in. Good morning, Willie Zan. Good morning, Paulette. Good morning, everybody. My name is J. King. Welcome to Kings in the Morning. With me are my co-hosts. One love, one love. You're lucky if you have just one love. One love, one love. You're lucky just to have just one love yourself. That's you, Sir Kenton, y'all. Simi Breakfast. Good morning, all you sentient beings out there in cyber world. And welcome to the Kings in the Morning. And, of course, we're glad you're here with us today. But let me remind you, as I always do, this ain't your ordinary show. But for he or she that can endure to the end, that being said, strap them down, roll them up, and tuck them in. You're going to need all three, caffeine, nicotine, and adrenaline. Go ahead, Mr. J. King, and do your thing. Ladies and gentlemen, on this Thursday, February 29th, 2024, you're riding with the Kings. There ain't a problem he can't fix. He can fix it in the mix. Fix in the mix. Every breath you take is a blessing. Don't believe me? Hold your breath for a couple of minutes. All right, let's breathe on this Thursday, Kings in the Morning. If you're drinking coffee, put your emojis up. Let's go, Kings in the Morning. P-P-E. Good morning, Cal Williams. Good morning, uh, Leroy. Uh, high top fade, Dr. Dre. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. It's about that time, y'all. Let's make it do what it do. Brother Reverend Ali. He's a muting, muting, muting machine. Watch me get down, watch me get down as he mute, 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 mute you out of the scene. He's a muting, muting, muting machine. Watch me get down, watch me get down as he mute, 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 mute you out of the scene. Mute him, Jay. Mute him, Jay. Oh, mute him. Well, you got nigga dancing over here, man. Shit. Nigga, stop looking no, at me. No, you dancing anything. 
And I bet you didn't know he had no, he He's a trick. I'm watching you. I'm watching you. <laughs> Nobody Nobody dates, man. So today is my mother's birthday. My mother is born on February 29th, leap year. And um, so I, I, um, I'm going to give you guys a, a brief history on Helen today. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully people will call in. If you call in, don't forget to press the number one. When you call in, you have to press the number one so that um, so that I can um, see you on the board. So when you call in, press the number one if you want to speak about my mom. I, um, you know, the the odd thing about the death of my mother is it was such a it was so devastating to my spirit that I um I was just angry. I was angry at God that my mother who had cared for so many people, helped so many people that she was dying so young. And I, I remember her always saying that I'm tired. Good morning, Domingo. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, my mom was uh, 62 years old when she passed. I, I'm 62 today. If my mother had lived another month, she would have been 63. And so, you know, um, but when my mom died, at first it was very hard. I was very angry. Good morning, Veronica. And then one day God said, she didn't have to be your mom, nigga. I didn't have to give you hell with your punk ass. I gave you somebody good. You better thank me. And I really started thanking him. that because he was like, I'm like, God damn, he gave me hell and he's right. And so from that day, I started being alive. And so that's what I, I live. I'm alive. So hell is in me. And uh, and I try to I, I work on my humility. I want to be the humility that she always was, and the elegance. My mother was just an elegant woman. She just had an elegance about her, and very regal, very sophisticated. So I want to be I want to be that, and that's and that's what I that's what I work on. Uh, so I think this is Rosemary right here. Rosemary, is this you? Yes, it is. So Rosemary grew up with me, and she said, you know, and she wrote, you wrote something very beautiful uh, about my mom. And and, um, and I just want people to, I'm going to read things that I, that I, um, that I saw, saw that people wrote. And, uh, and, but I want you to um, say what you, I want you to say what you, what you were going to say. Okay. Okay. Actually, I, I knew your mom when I was in the fourth grade. I went to school with Michael and Rachel. But um, when I was a teenager, I ended up going to the community hospital. She was a nurse there. And at that time, I was a teenager. I was a teenage mom. And when I um, came in with my daughter, you know, she was just always so loving and caring, you know. She um kind of you know she really at a crucial time in your life when you're a young you're a young mother you need that encouragement and she was just very encouraging every time I would go she would always you know compliment how I took care of my daughter and I mean she was just a 
uh, uh, she just had a heart, you know, for people. Then later on in life, I have a younger daughter. I had called her and told her that my daughter was doing a report on music. So what she did, I don't know if you remember this, Jay. Jay was living in the Bay Area, I think. She called him and asked him to come to her house so he could help my daughter and her friend with their report because we lived in Elk Grove at that time. Jay came down yep. from the Bay Area, and he helped them with their um, their music report. And she was just that kind of person because when I told her what my daughter needed, she says, oh, don't worry about it, just wait here. And I, you know, waited, and Jay came. You know, she's just one of those people, if there was anything that she could do to help you, she would do it. And that's just, you know, she's always in my heart because I just remember seeing a black woman as a nurse, and here I am, I'm a young person. You know, that that in itself was encouraging. But like I said, she was very, she was a very kind individual. So Jay, that's what I remember about her. I'll never for I'll never forget that. Well, yeah, thank you. Just, I appreciate um, you for. Yeah, you know why my yeah, mom was always so, been in my you know heart. My mom, you know why my mom um, uh, was like that with you? Why? Um, good morning, Carolina. Because when my mother was young, she she was pregnant with my sister Terry. She was pregnant with Terry uh-huh. at fifteen. Okay. My grandmother was wasn't very kind to her. And um and people don't know that, you know, and and you know, my grandmother in her defense, you know, your 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 little girl's having a baby, you know how that thing happens. But my mother never um wanted people to feel women, young women to feel that way. When my when my cousin Mika got pregnant. She was very young. And when everybody was hurling stones at her, my mother was protecting her. And um, did nobody want to fool with Helen. Because Helen had hands. You know, so, <laughs> but if, you'd have, <laughs> but if anybody that didn't know her that would have met her, you wouldn't have even looked at her. Because like, she was just so... I mean, she was just so kind, but she was down to earth, and she was a very honest woman. She would just tell you how she really, what she really thought, yeah. but it was, would all be in love and kindness. I'll never forget her because, like I said, she was the nurse there, and she was just, I mean, the kindest person. It's like, my goodness. And then yeah. just think, I went to her years later, for help, and she, hey, she did, you know, she did it. She she called you right away. And then, by the way, you went to preschool with my sister Peggy. Oh, Peggy, <laughs> so I've uh, known of course. Uh, Peggy, Peggy Furlow, Peggy yep. I know, yep, I know. I remember you when you were in, hey, when that bus used to come by and pick you all up yep. for uh, preschool. Man. Yep. How yep, Peggy I do. Doing? Peggy's doing good. Yep, she's doing right, good. I will. And you take care. But, yeah, I had to share that. Like Thank I you. said, I talked to Willie about 6.59 this morning. So, yeah. anyway, my, that's my, why my, sometimes my you be Willie. sounding like Uncle Willie. <laughs> you know what? Um, uncle, My Uncle Willie, you know, I, you know I, I never call my uncle just by his first name. Mm-hmm. He's always Uncle Willie. I'm 62. 
but he's always Uncle Willie to me. Because he yeah, because Willie used to babysit y'all all the time. Yeah, he was, and, and, but he was the first person in our family that I know to go to college. And, um, you know, and my Uncle Willie showed me what success, what hard work, you know, what goal setting and all that stuff. He, he showed me what that looked like. Me and my yeah, mother were very I, close. Yeah, they were. They were very close. They they were. I worked with Willie also for the state, and I'll tell you, anybody that worked for Willie, you had to come with it or don't come at all. He was not going to hire you if you were not, you know, <laughs> he'll train you, but he didn't go for none of that foolishness. No, he was no, he, he's serious, he been, and he was always like that. Yep, he has been, yep. Yep, like I said, elementary school. Me and Michael went fourth grade on up, and then after well, that's my Thomas, uncle Michael. When she says when she says Michael, that's my uncle Michael, which is my mother's youngest brother. My yep. uncle Willie is the second youngest. Good morning, then, and my cousin. And then I Rachel. went to school with your aunt Rachel. No, that's my, my cousin. Now Rachel. Rachel, okay. My cousin, yeah. So, so my aunt Lois. Was Rachel mother, and Gina. She, yeah, and now you know. Rachel could Rachel could fight like a boy. I know. Hey Jay, trust me, I know. I've seen her. Let me tell you. Okay, I want to tell you. There's a true story. There's a true story. So one day, remember Gregory Liggins? I do. We all went to school together. Yep. So so Gregory Liggins beats up my uncle Michael. Right. Right. Rachel Rachel catches Gregory Liggins. By the the uh, that alley going down to the to the uh, to Abdullah's. Uh huh. Yeah. She would she would Gregory Liggins' ass from that from that dirt from from the, where the dirt in the in the um, the road met all the way down to the middle of the alley. Whooped his ass for beating up Uncle Michael, but Rachel couldn't whoop Uncle Michael. Because you know she she brought Rachel was Rachel and Gina with her little bit Gina with her little bit Gina also was a thumper. Oh, I hey, yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I hey, hey, I know about both of them, especially Rachel. <laughs> I've seen her in action. Yeah. I have to Good tell morning, you the story one day. You gonna be weak. <laughs> well. But yeah, we yep, gotta, I just uh, wanted you. to share about um, Peaches because, like I said, she was really, man, she was encouraging. Well, thank you. I thank you for calling. Okay, you take care. Why? You too. Thank you. Yeah, my mom. Um, my mom was just. She was just that. She was that lady. She was just. My mother. Good morning, um, Chocolate Peach. My mother. Uh, Whenever she's seen a woman, especially a younger woman, in any kind of peril, she um, she she felt like she had to protect them. And I remember one one um, one day it was raining really bad in Sacramento. The Galegoses lived across the street from us, but not directly. They were one house, so right across the street from us was were um, the Gonzaleses, and then right next to them was um, 
um, was uh, the Glagoses. And the Glagoses had um, some of their in-laws or some of their family over, and, you know, they, the Glagoses start drinking, they get wild, and um, my mom just happened to look out the window, and this lady, her face was all beat up, like her lip was all swollen and everything, and she was crying, and she was standing out in the rain with her baby in front of the Galegos' house. And my mom said, what is, what's going on? They got this girl, they got this girl standing out in the goddamn, that, that's ridiculous. So my dad say, tell him keep your nose out of other people's business. She was like, Don, no, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that from you. That ain't got nothing to do with you. It got something to do with me right now. Shit. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna just let this little this woman sit out in the rain like that. So um, he, he said, "Peaches, lead them people." He, he said, "She said, I am not going to let that woman and that baby sit in the rain." I'm going to feed, I'm going to clean her up, feed her, and give her some money so she can go where she needs to go. And he said, you ain't got no money. She said, i got enough money. To... And she said, I'm not listening to you. And so she uh, goes, she's headed outside. She puts on her slippers, put on the coat. She's headed outside. But before she heads outside, she turns to us. And she said, I'm going to bring this woman in the house. And you bet not stare at her or make her feel uncomfortable. None of y'all. And she went out there. She got that woman. My mother cleaned up her marks and stuff. My mother fed her. And then my mother um, gave her uh, gave her twenty dollars. And my mom, that was the that's the twenty dollars that my mom needed for gas because my dad had got her a little MGM for my for my uncle um, Carl and fixed it, but that was her gas money. But I think Caroline gave her gave her five or ten dollars or something. But yeah, that's who wow. that's who my mom. That's me. That's heavy. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, happy heavenly birthday, Miss Helen. That's right, Todd. It was green. It's Todd, Todd, no, it was a green, yeah. It was a green. My mom, uh, she was just a very, a very fine woman. She was, um, she, she was what humanity It's supposed to look like and sound like. Um, my mother, my mother uh, did not have a problem telling you what she thought about you, good, bad, or indifferent. Uh, if you were a woman and you got a, and you was someplace you didn't need to be in her business, my mama would say, "You don't want nothing over here, hubby." <laughs> <laughs> she, hey, mama. My mama would call you a hubby <laughs> or a wench in the New York minute. But she 
Because you don't want nothing over here, husband. You ain't ready for this. Now, my mom is five foot and one half inch tall, but she was a thumper. My daddy, Mr. King, if I call Mr. King and he tell you, he's like, I'm scared of your mom. And Ty Williams said she was always so serious. I was scared of her. Um, wow. My mom was, um, nobody, everybody don't say I'm mean, Vernicle. Only 65 motherfuckers say that. But no, she was no. Everybody's love my mom. Nobody, nobody said my mom. Sixty-five bowls. <laughs> so you be rolling them down, huh, Jay? Yeah, my my mother. Um. Uh, she um. She, you know, she never finished high school. Camarada said, yes, she was always, she felt, you, you felt comfortable around her, but her presence, you knew to respect. Yes, 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 you, you know, my mom, my mom would, you know, would tell you if you, you know, she would tell you a child needs to stay in a child's place. Because she'd tell you if she thought you were. Andrea Murray, my cousin, my, so my cousin Darlene, her children, Love my mom too, and this is my this is her daughter Andrea says Happy Heavenly Birthday, Auntie Peaches. Oh how I miss you so much. You're definitely the person I need to talk to in this current time of my life. She has so much wisdom and was gentle. You could talk to her about anything. She always had the answer, and that's so much to teach. It had so much to teach you, regardless of what it was. You walked away a little wiser. Auntie was definitely cut from a rare cloth. She really was. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know what? I, if Terry is listening, Terry, why do they call Mom Peaches? I can't remember. Uncle Willie told me before, but I can't remember. Why do they call Mom Peaches? And if you guys are wondering why we're talking about my mom today, because today will be my mom's 76th birthday. Uh, she was born on leap year. Terry, can you hear me, Terry? Yeah, I can hear you. Hello, Terry. I why do they call Mom Peaches? I think Uncle Willie say one of Granny Friend's name Mama called Mama Peaches, or something of that fact. I'm not sure. I don't remember. But I really believe Uncle Willie said one of my one of my friends, one of Granny Friends, called Mama okay. Peaches. Yeah. My window white says Happy Heavenly Birthday, Miss Peaches. I had the privilege of growing up a few houses down on Morrison back in the 70s. Continue to rest in peace from the whites. Yeah, my mom didn't let me hang out with a lot of people, but she let me hang out with, um, she let me hang out with, with Wendell, you know, you know. Wendell's sister, Trudy, was my girlfriend. Trudy was six feet tall in the seventh grade. <laughs> Damn, Jay. Yeah. He ain't mind climbing trees. John Beckman, John Beckman said, trees. happy, happy birthday, Helen. Thank you for giving us Jay. I know how he cherishes you as his mother, and he had the best. Thank you, Beckman. Now, Jay, would you share some stories about her keeping you grounded? Um, shit, that was, that was every day. <laughs> that was every day. Helen wasn't fucking around. 
you know, you know what? My mom, my mom was proud of me, but she, but she also let me know that none of this, none of it, that it don't mean nothing. She, um, she instilled in me that um, if if my lot in life, if the things that I did, if you know, if, if being a musician um, or having any kind of success was what I what I set my hat on, that that then it made me amount to nothing. So. If that's what I set my hat on, if if what I if how I was walking around the, the planet was you know I'm this and I'm that and I'm who and that 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 wasn't that I, I'm I'm belittling myself I'm belittling my self worth because I'm making my self worth based on what it is that I do or who it is that people think that I am. So when those things go away, then what's left of you? Mm-hmm. My mother was also um, very cognizant, good morning, Ronald Malone, of the fact that we were in a very racially charged time. And even with that, what she didn't do is let the times dictate to her who would be her friends, who she would work with, who she would talk to, what religion she would be, none of that. That's why we're Jehovah's Witnesses in the middle of the ghetto, in the middle of the neighborhood, we're Jehovah's Witnesses. What kind of shit is that? And my mother, when she went back, when she went to college, because she had because she went to go get her nursing degree, and she had to go to junior college before she went to a college, and so she went to Sac Sac um, City. And um, Caroline was a woman, a white woman that she would work with. That that was her study partner. As Caroline had a um, had a wife named Pauline, and Pauline was a boy girl. Like, you know, Jay, with your narrow ass, get your narrow ass over here. You know, she talked like that. And um, the one day um, Caroline came over to the house and Pauline, came, my dad had a cigar in his mouth. He was doing something with some wood or something. And he looked at her and he went in the house and they, and my dad was outside with his, and some of his cowboy friends came over. And then they left and then Caroline and Pauline left. And my dad walked in the house and said, Teachers, I don't want them dyke bitches in my house. <laughs> Good morning, cry doves. I don't want no dyke bitches in my house, teachers. And my mom said, um, Don, that woman comes here to work with me. I, I need her to help me get through through, through the sizes. Don't... Uh, the, the, the dyke bitch, I don't want the dyke, the dykey bitch at the house. I don't want him at the house. Now, my dad is all a 6'2", six 6'3". Six my mom is all a five foot and a half. And she said, Don, I'm not going to put up with your bigotry or prejudice no more than I would a white man. This is the woman. This is how I'm going to get through this class. So you're going to have to get over it because they come into the house. And then, you know, my dad was a garbage man. But my dad, good morning, Daria. My dad was an old school, good morning, Daphne. He was an old school garbage man. So he was a garbage man when they used to have to take the, 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 um, the big silver 
garbage cans and put them on their shoulders. Mm-hmm. They had to pack Dang, heavy metal them. cans. Yeah. Damn. And, um, and, and one day, my dad was at work, and a pole fell on his head. Good morning, um, Lynn. And, um, and it knocked him, knocked him down, but he got up, and they, they let him go home. And my dad started having seizures. And um, mm. they said that my dad was faking and all this stuff. Um, and my mom and dad, we had to, my, my dad had to sue, with the, he had to sue the city. And it took a long time. You know, they finally did pay him, but it was years. But um, um, my dad wouldn't let us go on welfare, and, you know, my, we were struggling. And one day, Caroline, and, and I'm going to see if Terry remember this, Caroline and, um, and Pauline and um, Caroline's four girls, Pauline's son, they all walked into our house with a, two bags of groceries, each of them. So that's 14 bags of groceries. And there were, and then there were more groceries in the car. And uh, Pauline told us to go get the rest of them. And, um, and I think that was one of the days. And nobody, my mom didn't ask for it, nothing. That's just what they did. And I think that was a turning point for my dad that, um, you know, so I think my mom really helped my dad learn how to be a, a better human being in that respect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I remember so, that, Jay. You remember that? I remember that. I remember it very well. Remember the time, was it Bobby Harris? He came in the yard. He was talking shit. He was call, he called dad them an old he called he called dad them an old man. And said, dad says you see an old man becoming slappy, and he walked into the um into the yard and Rufus and Cochise and Dennis they were all out there, and he grabbed the boy by the neck and started choking him to death, and they yeah, kept him, they kept their dad off of him. Yeah, because he picked up Dad's liquor and drank it, and oh, and he grabbed Bobby by the neck and choked him so he couldn't swallow it, and he was choking him to death. Like, like, none of those guys, none of the big guys, could get him off of him. No, no, Mama had to come off and get him off of him. Yeah, Mama came outside and get, got him off of him. You know, it's funny because you know, he lifts weights today. He lifts weights now, Jay. It's so funny to me. I think about that every time I would see him. Get back. He died, Terry. When, Jay? Bobby Harris died some years back. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. 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 I knew Ricky died, but I didn't know Bobby had died. Yeah, he died. <laughs> I didn't know that's why Dad choked him. <laughs> he wouldn't try. I thought Dad just. <laughs> oh, when he walked in the yard while Dad and them was kicking it, and Dad liquor, they had the liquor on the hood of the truck, you know. And he walked in the yard and grabbed the bottle and started chucking it. And before he could swallow it, Dad grabbed him by the neck and was choking so he couldn't swallow, couldn't breathe, couldn't do nothing. 
and and Cotinium couldn't get dad off of him. Mama yeah. had to come out and get dad off of him. Do you do you have any mom stories that you remember? Any? Yeah. <laughs> tell me a tell me a story to us. Okay, my favorite story that I will never forget is when I was getting ready to have my oldest son, Mark, and I w- we were next to the, na- the nurse's station at the hospital, but they didn't even know I was there because I was very quiet. And my mom was reading a book, and they had gave me a, um, to start my labor. My mom read that book twice, but it's so funny because when it was time for me to go in the delivery room, Uncle Willie was going with me. And Mama said, oh, Terry, we going to have a baby. <laughs> and I'll never forget that because she was more excited than I was. <laughs> and that just touched my heart. And Mom was something special. Yep, something special. I miss Mama. Yeah. I talked. I'm I, Mama. I'm with Mama all the time. She she with me, and I'm with her. Yeah. That's what I'm. I always feel her. I know that a lot of the things that are happening for me is because Mom is looking over me and protecting me, and making sure yeah, I'm all me right. Yeah, Yeah, me too. Good morning, Aquarius, Mel, Mel. Uh, today is um, Thursday, February 29th, 2024. This is the um, – my mother was born um, February 29th, 1944. Good morning, kid brothers, 1944. Wow. So a mom be 80? She would be – no. Yeah. She would be 80. I said 76, but mom would be 80 today. Because she died, she died 17 years ago, my birthday, and then her birthday is I'm January 27th. She's February 29th. Good morning, Joe Bernie. So today, uh, wow, today is uh, February 29th, uh, 2024, and um, Yusef Kente is going to do the word of the day. I'm going to do the daily word, and you won't you won't believe what the daily word is today. The daily word on this day, February 29, 2024, my mother's birthday, is oneness, O-N-E-N-E-S-S. I am one with God. I want to believe there is a spark of divine within me, as though my divinity were only a small part of me. As I've grown spiritually, I have come to understand I am fully divine, just as I am fully human. I have grown into this awareness, realizing that everything God is, I am too. God is love, and I am that love and expression. God is perfect peace, and I am that peace expressing at the point of me. God is wisdom, and I express divine wisdom as only I can. I know true oneness when I no longer think of these divine qualities as something to ask for or even acquire. 
Instead, I see them as mine to master and use. When I do this, I am able to take complete responsibility for my life. Only then will I know the fullness of my freedom and the depth of my potential. Today's Bible verse is John 10:30. The Father and I are one. Yusef Kente, what is the word of the day? J.K. Yusef Kent. The word of the day. The word of the day is one love. Spell one love. O n e l o v e. One love means universal love. So let me use that in a sentence. Today is a beautiful day, especially listening about peaches whom my family speak of, and I'll say to that, one love, one love. Good morning, Alejandro Candy. Now, I will say this. Today, Reese will be proud of you. And he will Reese say, is proud because of, yeah, go ahead. No, Reese will be proud of you. I see. He would say, finally, you just can't tell you spelled correctly. I'd like to take responsibility <laughs> for teaching you how to spell the word. I'm going to take credit for that because I don't think you ever would even try to. It's not for me on King in the morning. <laughs> well, actually, the the O in love, I use an A because it represents infinity. So I decided not to because I knew you would have something to say about the way I spell words. I, I, I know how um, you are today. So um, I got to tell you guys, when my mom, um, when my mom passed, I didn't write Helen's son for um, eight or nine years. I, I wrote Helen, so maybe, let me see, my mom passed in 2007. I wrote Helen's son in 2010, and um, I didn't release it until 2017. But um, the day that I wrote it, I, I, I don't even, um, I was playing some chords, I um I had to do this drum beat. I was with Dave Stone, and I was playing these chords. And Dave said, "Wow, I like that. I like what you're playing. Can I can I play it?" And he started playing it. And um, and I said, "Wow, those chords are beautiful." He said, "That's what you were playing." I said, "No, I wasn't playing that." And then I just said, "What?" Can I say she left me on my birthday? Nothing I could do. And I just started singing the words. And as I'm singing the words, I started writing them down. I never changed a word in what I wrote. 
I've never written a song where I didn't change a word except for this one. Don't be sad. Don't be 
Now the music just played because um I didn't want it to stop. I just I didn't know what else to do. Just let it let the music play. Thank you. 
Eight minutes and 24 seconds. Oddly enough, um, Kobe Bryant's jersey numbers are eight and 24. The two people that, the two most profound deaths in my life, my mom and uh, Kobe Bryant. I didn't even know him. Um, so that's a great question you asked, Dale. Um, what did, um, good morning, JoJo Red. What did um, my brothers and sisters think about the song? I never asked them. I never, I never asked them. Terry, Terry, what did you think about Helen Son the first time you heard it? Dale Burning wants to know. I cried. I loved it. It really touched my heart. I listened to it today. So, but that wasn't the first song that I wrote about my mother. I, I'm, I wrote the album. Um, I called it Helen. So let me tell you guys what happened. I was in the middle of making an album, um, and um, Helen's son was um, no, um, no camaraderie. She wasn't in my Lean On Me video. She was in my uh, You Ain't No Friend of Mine video. She was there because she was in L.A. with me, and I had to do the video, and she came, and I put her in the video. But... Um, I had already had this album that I was working on. I can't even remember the title of it. But when I wrote Helen's Son, I took songs off of that record because I want you, I want your love was supposed to be on on that album that ended up being called Helen's Son. So I went back and I just remade, I mean, I, I just took some songs off because of Helen's Son, I just reconfigured it and pushed songs away. But the very first song that I wrote about my mother, I wrote um, on the um, Open Book album. And Open Book was the first solo record I made, and it was the first time that I really said how I felt, how I felt on the inside. And that's when I did I Would Die For You, which I initially wrote for King when he was a little boy, but... Uh, Jordan is in the video, so people think that I wrote it about Jordan, but, I mean, it applied to her like it applied to all my kids. But um, but I wrote it to King, and um, Open Book was just me saying, look, this is who I am, and that's why I say, you know, tonight I'm an open book. I'm not, because I'm not always open with myself. I'm, I'm really closed off. I don't like people in my business and shit like that. I will cuss a nigga out. They get in my business and shit like that. But um, this song is called Everything Wonderful. And I got to play it, you guys, because this is, this is the first song. This was my, the first song I wrote to my mom.
so much time with my dad because, you know, he's all, he's all I got. He's the last of the Mohicans. And so that's why I make it a point, good morning, Grafton, to see him and just to love on him because um, he got more days behind him than he do in front of him. And so do I. I have more days behind me than I do in front of him. And so you got to, you know, and, and you know, I got to tell you guys, the craziest thing happening right now. So yesterday, day before yesterday, I'm going to read you guys the letter I got the day before yesterday. Yesterday, I got this letter. I mean, day before yesterday. Hello, Mr. King. I hope this message finds you well. I am reaching out to you to discuss the opportunities for Club Nouveau to perform at a festival here in Brazil. In early 2024, we had an edition of a similar festival in January featuring North American freestyle artists. It was a tremendous success. The same promoter, who worked on that January festival, is now organizing another event for August of 2024. And he also expresses, expressed featuring Northern American artists. He has expressed a keen interest in having Club Nouveau participate, particularly given the substantial local fan base that loves the hits such as Jealous, Mean On Me, and why you treat me so bad. <laughs> I am initiating the conversation. And you and if you are interested, I would be happy to forward you details to the event producer for further discussions on these specifics. Thank you. Thank you very much for your consideration. And I look forward to the possibility of collaborating on this exciting musical event. Best regards, Deco Wando. You can do that one day. <laughs> that is crazy. Uh, 
That <laughs> sounds like that dude that wants you to send the money. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I think I'm going to go to that concert, Jay. <laughs> so then I get a call. So then, so, the, so then I get a call from South Africa. Hey, Jay, I am busy compiling my list of songs. I am blown away by some of the hidden gems in your impressive body of work here over the years. On a separate note, I have a meeting with my corporate sponsor on Tuesday and Wednesday to be confirmed tomorrow. I would like to discuss the ideas on a Mother's Day conference and come back to you. <laughs> I So this is J. King music. <laughs> he said, he come back to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, them people are overwhelming. They're overwhelming, Jay. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> But you know what? But I, I, the reason I say that, <laughs> what are you doing, Tata? What Tata? What the fuck is going on? So, what I'm really saying, you guys, what I'm really saying is that Helen is always with me. She's always protecting me. She's always looking out for me. No, Steph, that wasn't sound effects. That whatever pot of pot of frying chicken or some shit. It's how you frying chicken. Um, because good things are Sorry always happening. That, that's that's right. I was like, damn. What, so, um, but you know, and I keep telling you guys, you know. I'm 62 years old, you guys, and I'm I'm going to have a I'm going to be the oldest person in the history of the music business to have a hit record um, at this age. Nobody nobody is even come come close to where I am right now, as far as my age and having a, another run at hit records. Hit records are hard to come by, and careers are even harder to come by. And, and most times, people, by the you know, they run out of, they run out of, um, out of space. What do you mean, Ice T's, Lloyd Brisbane? What do you mean? So, um, but here I am, at sixty-two. You know, at it again. So, it, I know it's I know it's Helen. 
I know it's her. I know it's her protection. I, I am acutely aware that she, that um that my mom is with me at all times. That's why I'm alive. You got you know a lot of people, a lot of people waste a lot of time on being angry, on uh, on blaming other people for their mishaps. You know, um, and I've always been ready and available for the possibilities. A lot of people let windows close on them. The windows right there, the apprehension, the fear, the anger, the trepidation, all of those things, they stop progress. So, um, you know, even as we're doing this show, it's so funny, you know, um, People who've never done this type of stuff before, they get scared. Um, he's not, he doesn't have a hit record, Lloyd Richmond. So I don't know what you're talking about. And I don't think I see a 67. I don't know who told you. I don't believe I see a 67. I don't, I don't, know, I don't know that Ice-T is five years older than me. I remember when Ice-T was on the McCullough Records. I don't, is, is Ice-T 67? If he is, he was lying to me all those years. But he don't have a hit record in today's in today's market. So I don't so Ice T is sixty six years old. He just turned sixty six okay. on February sixteenth. Mhm. Okay. Yeah, I didn't think he was sixty. Good morning, Sharon Bernie. But I knew he was Aquarius. But I know he don't have a record. He don't have a he didn't have, he hasn't had he didn't have a hit record uh, and and so so that you know so that you know uh, Lloyd I looked it up to make sure I was gonna be the oldest one I ain't just talking out the side of my neck better be glad or Mary Mary is gonna fact check you <laughs> everybody should now why you now why you gotta now why you gotta do that. I'm sorry, Mary. It just came up. Mary ain't said nothing all morning, and then Potter wants to bring her up. That's cool. That seems to be turning, in, turning into Ali. Um, Potter, you should come to the show on the 23rd. That's what you should do. Which show? You mean the, the one in March? Yep. Uh, I can't. I'll be with my dad that week. I have to do something at around that time. So. Oh, now you okay? Don't so don't start don't start doing PPE on us. But I am gonna. Now, I am now, gonna now buy you with you with your dad. Now you with your dad. Yeah, no man. Getting old, man. Eighty-seven. <laughs> Getting up there. Yeah. Yeah, he's older than me, Bernard. I knew I knew Ice T was older than me. I didn't I didn't think he was um. 67 though, I knew he wasn't 67. I mean, but I, but um, but I thought Ice T was a year or two. But but you know, back then they would put that. Um, Rodney Abernathy said, "You have to believe in your ability to accomplish goals and the courage to take a risk." Haters and naysayers are everywhere. Crazy thing is, the same people want want you to help them. You know, I gotta be honest with you. I never had haters. I never had haters. I never had anybody come and say, I hate, I hate you. I hate, 
I hope this don't happen for you. I never had anybody do that. So unless somebody's doing that, I don't – and if you start acknowledging – so, if you know, there are going to be people that are going to be intimidated by your um, – by your fearlessness. It don't it don't really mean that they're haters. It just means that they're so they're so afraid of what it is that you're doing and being successful that they really hate themselves that they didn't do it. So yeah, it's, it's not a really that the hater isn't really them hating you. That's really them hating hating themselves saying, Man, why why did I let that happen? Why didn't I? But I never had haters. I never had nobody. Um, I never had anybody with with a nutsack to come and say that to me. So, and um, they're not going to tell you in your face. They're going to write it online. Then, then, they, not, they, then they don't count. They don't count. Yeah, they don't count. Hey, no, um, they don't count. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. That's just how they do it these days. And so why would why would you make somebody count that doesn't count? Why would you make somebody's opinion of you that don't even matter? Why would you make it matter? It, it, your opinion of me don't matter. My opinion of me is what matters because, you know, isn't that why? No, you know what? I wrote envious. Um, because I was mad at Denny and Tommy, and I really wrote it. I wrote it uh, to them. Started out as friends. Now you say I did you wrong. I remember when we were broke and friendship was so strong. Built our hopes and dreams. Did what said could not be done. Now you're envious. The hate you on has got you on the run. You smile in my face like everything is oh so cool. I've been fair to you while in your heart you've been oh so cruel. Family and friends blinded you to every fact. I was there for you and helped you to get to where you're at. You're so envious, spreading rumors all the time. You're so envious, jealous in your heart and mind. You're so envious, always trying to make right wrong. You're so envious, you should have helped me write the song. And really, that's where I started. And, but um, it wasn't just them, it was just different situations. Uh, that, But that's where it started. And... And envy, jealousy, and and hating are different different things. You know, um, and that's why you gotta. That's why you have to know that when people say, I, you know, I got haters. My first thought when I hear people tell me what kind of haters they have, how goofy are you? Why would you make somebody a hater of you that hasn't even said anything like that to you. Why would you why would you why would you assume that their dislike is because they hate you? Hold on one second. John, how are you, sir? Thanks, Jess. How are you doing? I'm good. So where are you now? I in Boise, Idaho. Okay. How, how do you like it there? Uh, I like it a lot. It, it's a little cold. Okay. Uh, both our kids live here. Okay. And uh, their families, so it's it's 
happy for us to have that opportunity. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm doing my radio show right now. I'm going to call you at 10 o'clock when I get off. Will you be available? I'll be around any time. All right. All right, sir. Good talking to you. It's good talking to you. You guys guys see how my folk can feel envy and not actually hate on someone. Exactly, Black That A lot of times, people that you think that people call haters, people that are in awe of you, and they, it's not that they hate you. They hate the fact that they're in awe of you and you keep winning. God damn it, I hate that you keep winning. Anybody who wastes, any, it wastes time trying to hate somebody, man, you, you, you um, hating people will injure your soul. Hating people will injure your soul. You'll walk around. You know, and, and um, getting, you know, that's when people get different ailments because they keep so much funky shit on them. It doesn't matter, Rodney, what the term is. If you acknowledge somebody as a hater that hasn't said anything to you, then you are inviting that power into your space. And that's silly to me. Now, I'm not saying that it's silly. I'm saying it's silly to me. So I don't do it. I don't even acknowledge people that um, that have something, that are saying things to other people. They don't count. If you ain't saying it to me, if you ain't in my space, you don't count. These days, though, they, they use it as a term of, of success. So people now use it as if you have haters, that means you're successful. So now people are bragging about having haters, right? Like, yeah. like if you don't have no haters, you're nobody. Like, so they all got a nobody. lot of haters. Like, look at all these haters. You know, this kind of nonsense. That's just kind of how they see it these days. That's how it's being. online. Um. Uh, Snitchy first said, Yepper, taking up residence in Funky Town will bring you down inside out. Daphne says, It takes so much to be negative. John Beckman said, I'm like you, Jay. Anyone hates on me, I'm done with them. They're not in my life anymore. So, Fisher said, If there's a line between not caring for someone and actually disliking them, is there a line? I'm sure um, there is a line. I just don't know what it is because, see, one thing I did get from my mama, my mama is good at making you not exist. My mama could make you not exist. She, she, would, she would make you not even exist anymore. So um, there are people that just don't exist to me. You know. Jay King, Jay King, I, I want to share something on how your mother impacted my life, and I never okay. had an opportunity to meet her. Very briefly, okay. our brother and your your brother, Kelvin Moore, Kelvin Gamillion Moore. I remember the day that your mom passed, and the way he talked about your mother, and how much he loved her, and how much she gave that love back to him, impacted yeah. my life. And it was just like, you know, he adored your mother, man. 
He really loved your mother. My mother loved And the only regret I have him. is I, I didn't have the opportunity to meet her. Yeah. But she impacted my life because of the way she treated him and the way he talked yeah. about her. It was really a trip so, how he, you know, he really, really loved your mom. So with, and that was years ago. About that, what's interesting about that, um, Simi, is my mother didn't care for Shantae or her mother who was Kelvin's mother. So, yeah. And, and so my mother, and my mother, for my mother not to like somebody is very different. Good morning, Marvin Young. Good morning, Brian Freeman. Good morning, Annette Maddox. So whatever, for whatever reason, Shantae rubbed her the wrong way. And then Shantae, and I think Ginger, who I loved, I loved Kelvin's mother. She was kind. I loved her. But she and my mother did not get along well. But my yeah. mother loved and adored Kelvin. And um, when me and Shantae broke up, Kelvin was like my brother. He was still my friend. We, we, we still hung out. He stayed at the house. And he used to go see my mom all the time when I was out of town. He would go to my mom's house and hang out with her. And um, yeah, they had their own relationship. And his mother died on her, his birthday, and your mother passed right. on your birthday. Yeah. That was a trip. So Kelvin, good morning, Janice um, Booker. Kelvin is Shantae Moore's older brother, and he's Aquarius like me. I met Kelvin through Shantae, but then me and Kelvin became closer than me and Shantae. <laughs> and, um, and so Sean... John uh, used to get mad when me and Kelvin hung out, and Kelvin told her, "Look, Jay is my friend." Right. And um, and that's just the way that's that's what it is. And you know, and they and they would they reconcile their situation, but um, Kelvin, Kelvin to me, I, I thought that. I wish that Sean, and when I say Sean, I'm talking about Shantae. I wish she would have used Kelvin's songs because I think Kelvin wrote great songs for her that she would have. But I'm going to let you guys hear a little bit of Kelvin Sinclair. This is an album he did in 2012 before he died.
Says you should have her on the show, Jay. I don't know if Shantae would come on the show. No, I don't know if she would want. Why you laugh? Why you laugh? That was me. That was me, Jay. You know why? You know why, man. She's bitter, man. You know that. After all these years, too. Still bitter. Shouldn't be better. People shouldn't be better. We should get. We should get better. Man, she ain't coming on. You know. 
Venus will come on the show. I go, Venus would come on the show just because of how private Venus is. But not for any other reason. Nine one six two seven one. Who's calling? Hey, uh, this is Doug. Doug, what's happening, man? So, Doug, hey, man. okay, you know what? I'm glad you called in, Doug. I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna show you guys something that me and Doug started, but we never finished because Doug, uh, Doug does a lot of things, um, and he don't finish them, and this is one of them. <laughs> so, I'm gonna blame it on Doug. Because Doug, oh. his, his mind, his mind, um, here it is, you guys. This is what we did. Store this was all your photos and videos in seconds. No computer knowledge required. This is what we this did. Kid, she's gone. Look at all the things that she did. That's my sister, Terry. Say what? Because everybody leaned on her. She always handled it like it was nothing. To her, in my eyes, she handled it like it was a feather on her shoulder. To me, it's like a weight on my back. I couldn't begin to do with my face over here. Maybe I'm better known by here. Ellen Brady's was my sister, my eldest sister. I miss very much. And I'm seeing you through the years, I will say. That's my uncle JR, who was in Vietnam. Yeah, yeah. I could say she is my favorite sister, though. We were real close. And they had to grow up and start taking 
I think that I think that's a problem. I mean, certainly, you know, losing me or losing my sister, that wasn't about any of us. But I think I've been getting the ability for other people to step up and do the things that they need to do. And all along, your mom talked about it to those things because she was one for the but they never had to do it. And when she was gone, she was being like, everybody had to do it. Start doing. And even me, there were things that she did for me that I didn't have to do. Because my sister took care of me. And then, yeah, so she was always going to try to start doing things. So, you know, I think that happened in different degrees. My mom was very special. And my sister, Dion. And a friend, she was just a special person in our lives. And I feel this is a really good thing to do. Because she is so much to really talk about. People need to know. His mom was very, very extraordinary. She was from a different world. She, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. I know that I can never see her shoes. No matter how hard I try. I don't think I can live up to the things that mom endured in my lifetime. So when mom kept saying she was tired, I really didn't understand what she meant. But now that I, she's gone, and I look at all the things that she did and the things she accomplished, I don't understand why mom was saying she was tired. Because everybody needs her mom. But she always sounded like it was nothing. To her, in my eyes, she sounded like it was a feather on her shoulder. To me, it's like a weight on my back. Again, to do with my dad, to this thing. Okay, my name is Joe. I like elders. So, somebody about my auntie. It let me really. Oh, it beats. So, let me listen to that one. I like this because this is letting me get my feelings out of how I really felt about my auntie. It let me really tell somebody what I'm really feeling inside of me without them thinking I'm just... This was my cousin, Darlene. I see deep down inside. No one can ever change that. No matter what they say on the outside, nobody can change what I feel for her. And I feel very deeply for her. So the documentary, it just let me get out what I really want to say. And let me know what I feel. Nothing can change that. That's me down in my heart and my soul. That cannot be changed. See, when, when Helen died, a part of our family died. A part of our souls died. The, the, the glue that held us all together had left. It was gone. And, um, and I was mad because I didn't know. I didn't know that she was dying. She didn't tell me. Nobody told me. I was right there with her. And I did not know. I'm laying in the room with her. And I don't know that she's dying. I'm thinking that tomorrow is going to be better. If I operate on it, it's going to breathe better. This is just a setback. But it was. 
I was watching the air. She, she was so dignified, though. She was. I knew, I knew that I was with a special lady. I knew that I was with a special lady from the time I was a little boy, though. Special woman. Help. She is right there. That's a great post. She I used to play with Robert Brookings, and uh, I left Robert and uh, played with Club Nouveau like this is like 88. Uh, then I, you know, uh, lost touch with it. You know, uh, life goes on. And uh, so now it's 2007. There's no Facebook, no Instagram, nothing like that. And uh, I'm up at night. Like the Internet, you know, is kind of new. And so, like, I'm... Uh, trying to find people that uh, that I learned from, right? So I'm looking up old guitar players, uh, Jimmy Nolan and, you know, all these cats, and Al McKay. And I run across, uh, I guess Larry Dunn had a website or something. So uh, it was a way for me to email him. So I just say, you know, thanks for the music. I learned a lot from you and stuff, right? And, uh, so now I crash out. Next day I wake up and look at my email and Larry's, you know, in there. And he say, hey, man, when you uh, sent that message, I just happened to be on the phone with Jay King, right? I ain't seen Jay, like, in almost 20 years. Right? So uh, he gives me Jay's number, and I called Jay, and, uh, you know, good to talk to him. You know, we hooked back up. Jay puts Robert Brookings on the phone. And, uh, you know, we talking. I got this little studio out there. I'm like, hey, man, you know, we got to get together and do some music then, you know. And so we having a, you know, I'm having a good conversation. I ain't talked to my friend a long time. And then, uh, you know, he said, yeah, let's uh, let's hook up me, you, and Robert and uh, go eat. And so right before he hangs up the phone, he's like, hey, my mother just died today. I'm like, God dang, man. So uh hang up the phone. We go out uh, to the restaurant and meet him. It's uh, me, Robert, Jay, and uh, Gordon Jones, uh, rest in peace. And uh, all of a sudden, you know, people are coming into the restaurant, you know. Is, uh, but, like, like, these synchronicities been happening in my life, like uh, coincidences, but it's like uh, too many of them to be a coincidence. I don't know what's going on, right? But I'll never forget that day, Jay. God bless Helen. Yeah. Yeah. Love to you, Terry. So, um, do you still have that footage right there? 
Yeah, I'm sure I do. I'm sure I do. Okay, because we because I, I I'm gonna I gotta make that video. I gotta I gotta make that video, finish it, and um. Anytime, slice man. It, Anytime. Yeah, slice it in with um. Hey, Bella, and I and I know some people were coming on Instagram. I I'm sorry I didn't say hey to you guys. Um, but um, Lloyd, you're calling my cell phone. Uh, we're on the show. That number is five one five six zero five nine three seven six. Good morning, Ralph Hawkins. Five one five six zero five nine three seven six. All right, brother. I'll talk so, to you later, man. Why you hanging? Why you hanging up, Doug? Oh no, I, you know I thought he was going on to the show, man. You know. Well, you, you, but you uh, the show. yeah, anytime, anytime you need the footage, you know I got it. Where you, uh, where you at now? Uh, downtown Sacramento. Okay. Yeah. Downtown Sacramento. Okay. Well, we gotta we gotta yeah. connect. Your number still the same? Uh, probably five one five six zero five nine three seven six and press the number one. What'd you say, Doug? Doug, it's just probably text not, me. Man. Yeah, just, just t- yeah, text me because you change numbers like people change draws. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Doug, you on the radio, Doug? You know what I'm saying? So we all on here with you, brother. We listening too. All right, all right. What's up, Ali? All right, what's happening, brother? <laughs> You got it, man. He, uh, <laughs> so crazy. just to let you know, he know he know all of us because he listened to the show. Yeah, he got a good ear because his ear better than yours because you would mistake me for Yusuf Kente in a minute, J. King. <laughs> <laughs> like you mistake uh, me yesterday for PTE and his lab and then try to put it on me yesterday, J. King. <laughs> Oh, you do steal does. people's material, Ali. You stole yeah, people's lab, you stole people's You well, I don't steal yeah, no material. Steal. If any material that you think is stolen, uh, it must be because you got a counterfeit. Let this show go on, dude. You ain't with this real. Hush. Check this out, wagon be hair. Be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> you see how he come in on me, Doug? I wasn't even talking to that dude. <laughs> Yeah, yeah hey, up, that's man? him. That's that. That's what's that. What's he's that smoking. Man? He's smoking that. He's smoking that. Breaking into people conversation weed. <laughs> good morning, wow, Bree. Good morning, Reed. What up, man? Good morning, Reed. Good. Good morning. Good morning, Reese. I know you happy. I know you happy because of what's going on with Trump. I see. I know Reese is jumping like a motherfucker. You know, I don't have to be happy. The reason why is because I was everything that's happening. I was already saying was going to happen, and I was and I was told I didn't know what I was talking about. So the sweetest revenge is just it happening in front of us. I don't have to be happy. I already knew what was going on. Remember, I do this for a living. In other words, you're you're happy, Reese. Yeah, you're happy. No, no, I don't have to be happy. I get paid to do this. No, no, I'm not going to say that something that I'm not. I get paid to do this, and to be right is what I get paid to do. I get paid not on this show. I get paid I to do it. No, I'm not going to say it. I just, again, I don't have to. I get paid to be right. You know, that's I get why, paid. You know, if I was wrong, are you being overpaid, right Reese? 
Am I being overpaid? Yeah. Hell no. Trust me, I'm being far, far <laughs> underpaid. Hey, by the way, Paul, uh, by the way, go to the New York Post. Go to the New York Post if you haven't gone already. The entire text exchange between Terrence Bradley and Ashley Merchant is online now. Yeah, I'm So hold on, you guys, because you guys are having a conversation like everybody knows what you guys are talking about, and we don't. Oh, no, I, just, I was saying that as a sidebar. Okay. Right. Um, for those of you who have been following the Fannie Willis Nathan Wade saga, which is related to the uh, voting inter- right. the election <laughs> interference case with Donald Trump, the key witness, the star witness, was a former law partner of Nathan Wade by the name of Terrence Bradley. <clears throat> Terrence Bradley was in a text exchange with Ashley Merchant, which pretty much led to the motion to disqualify Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade. And this text exchange was the bone of contention in all of the court, hear- court hearings that have been happening so far. And Terrence Bradley got on the stand and was pretty much saying he had attorney-client privilege and just two days ago, he said, I don't recall whether or not I was telling the truth or I was speculating in the information I gave to Ashley Merchant, the defense attorney for Michael Roman. Well, she released the entire text exchange in a court filing yesterday. We got it today. And in the text exchange, Terrence Bradley is not only giving up all the goods on Fannie and, and Nathan, but he is talking about when they got together, who, who knew how long they were sleeping together, uh, who would know, who wouldn't know, who would lie, who wouldn't lie. He was giving all the dirt, but we got on the stand. He all of a sudden clammed up, and it's revealed inside the text message that he did get a phone call from a mutual friend of he and Nathan Wade who told him to clam up, which he, of course, ended up doing. And I speculated that That person probably said, if you end the careers of Nathan Wade and and Fannie Willis, your name's going to be mud. If you help this white man destroy two black prominent people in Atlanta, they're going to destroy you, which is what I believe. And the text messages bear that out, that he indeed was gotten to by his former fraternity brother who called him and told him not told him to remember his privilege. So. Are you saying that cases don't go away now? I am saying that so far, and I played this on my show yesterday, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution is saying that if Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade are taken, if they're disqualified, it is a death sentence for this case because the prosecutor that would get it, the oversight that would get this case, is run by a Republican. What do you think that means, Jay? Uh-oh. We're coming down. Jay, they even give us scenarios to where Trump case might get thrown out about January the sixth, man. And not yeah, only now that, that, not that only that, is, they again, said what that, I said was going to happen. They they, they again, said that even if it did come up, he's he'd be president by the time and he would dismiss it. That is correct. <laughs> so the the ruling doesn't come up until June. And if the ruling is in essence, here's Donald Trump's claim. He's saying any duty that I fulfilled as president of the United States, I would be hamstrung by doing those duties if I could be prosecuted for them after I became president of the United States. Everything that happened on January 6th was while he was still in office. He doesn't relinquish the office until January 20th. 
So if he doesn't have that immunity, that means that any president at any time who someone decides to file a criminal case against, they could do it after he left office. And that's why I brought up the Al-Alaki case. When he droned Al-Alaki, an American citizen who was in Yemen, by bombing him without due process, because as an American citizen, what are you guaranteed? The constitutional right of due process. He killed him without due process. So he would be committing murder. Not only that, he killed a 16-year-old that had nothing to do with Al-Awlaki's involvement in al-Qaeda. So you would have to charge Barack Obama. A prosecutor tomorrow could say, you know, or a Republican state attorney could turn around and say, we're charging Obama for the killing of Al-Awlaki without due process. So he's going to get to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court's going to say Donald Trump is right. So the January 6th case goes away. Trump said he's going to stand right in front of uh, well, well, okay, Biden so hold on. and look at his face. Hold on, hold You're on, fired. hold on. <laughs> hold on, Reed. I believe in normal circumstances, you're right. However, mm-hmm. yes, that's when, your point. When, when we are talking about the possibility of trying to overthrow the government, I think it has special uh special circumstances. Well, that's, so, I'm glad that you said that, J. King, because that's not what he's charged for. He's not no, charged I'm with insurrection. You, no, what that insurrection is, is overthrowing the government. But he's not being charged with, mm. remember, you said in the case of overthrowing the government, inciting, that was what he was being inciting, charged with. Yeah, he, he's not even being charged with that. Of a government. He's no, not we'll even being charged with that. We will wait. He's not, no, no, Jay, that's not Reese, the case. You, Reese. Reese, I'm going to tell you, motherfucker, over-talk me again. Other, over-motherfucking talk me again. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, that's, that's heaven, son, nigga. Motherfucker, I'm trying to over-talk. Don't over-talk me. Now, exactly. You can't because you're on mute. Now, shit. Don't, don't try to be, don't speak in absolutes because you don't know. You don't know. So when you're going to speak, speak like this is what I think, because you don't know shit. You ain't on the motherfucking, uh, uh, you're, not, you're not one of the court justices. You don't know what they say. You don't know. I'm going to tell you guys this. They're going to take a lot into consideration. This is not going to be an overnight uh, a sensation, because a lot weighs on this. A lot weighs on this decision. So I don't think it's going to be as light as Reese or anybody else said it will. Well, J.K., you're trying to suggest that they're going to charge him after the Supreme no, Court case. He's already that's been. That's not what I'm trying to suggest. King, do we have to do we have to listen to Bumpy um, educate <laughs> us on Trump and how he will win the court again? <laughs> I know one thing that is in the trial. Okay. Is that Israel? Okay, let me ask you a question, then, J. King. Itself. What's he being charged with? Israel has become Hitler itself. For Israel to sit up and talk about what Hitler has done with concentration camps, it should be Hitler should be. I mean, uh, uh, Israel should be hung for doing the Palestinians the way they're doing them, and it, it's just fucked up. It's, it's wow, they talk about a slant. 
There's a slant I've oh. never heard before. Oh, well, it, so JT, I asked you again, what, uh, is, what is Jack Smith charging him with on January 6th? Mr. Elliott said, Mr. Elliott said, then why did Nixon leave the office if he had immunity and Ford had the party? Ah, that's such a great point. First of all, Nixon was going to be impeached, not criminally. He was being impeached, which an impeachment would have made him throw him out of office. He wasn't being criminally charged. The trial was going to take place in the Senate. He resigned to avoid impeachment because he knew that he would be found guilty in impeachment. What Jack Smith is doing is not an impeachment. That is a criminal proceeding with the federal DOJ. There's a difference. Know your history, LES. The two are not the same. Hey, man, I got a question for you guys. Uh, yesterday I saw that Illinois uh, took Trump off the ballot or whatever. That is so correct. What's going to happen, what's gonna happen uh, you know, in uh, November if he's not on ballot? Well, no, this is the primary ballot. So the primary I, ballot, I know, here's where this makes. They're not going to put no, him back it, on in November, are they? Yes. Yes, they are. And let me explain to you why Illinois is happening. So right now, there's a groundswell of African-Americans in Chicago who have vowed to turn Chicago red. This judge has circumvented that by saying we're going to take them off the ballot, period. There's already a case in the Supreme Court, Colorado versus Trump, that they're going to make a ruling on in June. They'll make the ruling that says you cannot remove a, a, a candidate from the ballot because, again, the one thing that they claim that they're protecting would be a violation of. And what are the Democrats saying that Donald Trump will affect? He will destroy democracy. Well, taking a candidate off the ballot is the exact definition of that. If people want to vote for Donald Trump, it is their democratic right to do so. And to arbitrarily be a, a, an elected official to say, we're not going to let you vote for him and remove him from the ballot, that is what we call an oligarchy. That's communism. That's not democracy. So he'll be back on the ballot. They'll make a case for it, and they'll have to put him back on the ballot. You can't do that. And everybody who's doing it is an idiot and a joke because they look like hypocrites. Now, again, the January 6th case, which I keep trying to explain and I keep getting cut off, bottom line is he's not been charged with insurrection. Well, Somebody, first of all, you yeah, motherfucking thought, thought, uh, You don't keep trying to explain and you don't keep getting cut off, motherfucker. You get cut off when you overtalk me. So don't be making up bullshit lies. You don't keep getting cut off, motherfucker. I let you talk. I didn't say shit. And and you're right, um, Nitchy Smurf. I was trying to go this whole thing without cuss without cursing. Yes, so my, yes I know. Call him, you call him five motherfuckers in less than ten seconds. You got the motherfucker baby. It ain't what I wanted to do. Good morning, Mr. Elias. His hand was forced. Good morning, J. King. Reese missed the second part of that question. He just What's glanced the right part? the fuck over that. Why did, why did Ford have to pardon him? If he had presidential immunity oh, like you said, easy. why did he have to pardon him? Easy. Was he criminally indicted by the Department of Justice, yes or no? Well, then, then why the fuck would he need to be pardoned? Because if you don't have any criminal charges, to... no nothing, if you're not worried about presidential immunity, why would you need to be pardoned? Um, be happy what, to they had enough parts just for the fuck up? You, still, you sound still... ridiculous. I'll explain it to you. Tell me where he was charged by the DOJ, Nixon. Just tell me where. He, he left the office. 
He left the office so he could be charged. So why did he need to be pardoned? Answer that question. You're avoiding the question. I'll tell you why. He was pardoned for any wrongdoing in association with the Watergate break-in. That's it. That's it. (laughs) Then he would have been criminal. If he had immunity, he never would have needed to be pardoned. Correct me if I'm wrong. He He had presidential immunity. He would never need to be pardoned. He had presidential immunity, and he was pardoned. Hold on. Was he pardoned after he resigned or, or while he was president? After he resigned. And why would you, again, why would you if pardon Donald him? Trump the president, and if he's saying he has presidential immunity, same difference. He had presidential immunity before Reese, he left. Reese, everybody's, Reese, everybody's kind of upset with you because we were having a celebration of my mother's birthday. Really? Man. You brought you this up, Jay. I didn't, don't, don't put this on me. Don't put this on me. You, you love doing that. You gaslighting no. right now. Um, um, I didn't say Lloyd a fucking thing. Said, Donald Trump literally means Ferris Bueller's day off. It was white entitlement, <laughs> and the only reason why they can't actually get over it is because they know that the days of milk and honey are over. It's a beige world. Um, um, Professor Keone said, King, ask Reese, why did the judge recently reject Trump's attempt to appeal his case for New York for $455 million. Uh, I don't um, know. I don't Monkey know. Said, Tell me why. Monkey said, Reese, you did fuck it up, man. Dave Smith said, he was pardoned so the DOJ wouldn't charge his ass. Uh, That's said, correct. Your fault, Thank you. Dave Smith. Dave Smith with the win. Thank you, Dave Smith. Why are you saying thank you, Dave Smith, now? Because you need a box to help you with the Because I said, because I said, I said, the DOJ charge. Because this nigga on the phone right here sounded like he was going to knock you out through the phone. I said, I said, I said. So now you want to go to Dave Smith, the box to fight for you. A great celebration of Mr. Helen Peaches Bridges and a long come Reese shaking my head. Hold on. I said, I said to whoever was who asked, why didn't the DOJ pardon him? I mean, um, attack him or go after him. And he couldn't answer Get it right, nigga. You're dodging the ass whooping right here on the phone. Dave Smith said you're a fucking idiot, Reeves. Lloyd Richmond said, how do a person, how did a person that actually was pro-America actually marry someone that was not of American descent and be able to say such outrageous bitch as grab her by the pussy? Hmm. And why, why would a U.S. airman burn himself because of the atrocities that's happening under Gaza Strip? Answer that. Because because he's an anti-Semite and an atheist. Or maybe because uh, America Keone is doing said, the same thing that Hitler Professor Keone did. said, King, why is Bumpy avoiding my question? <laughs> because I'm being spoken over. And I'm not answering anything until I'm referred to as my fucking proper name, FUBU. So tell Carl <laughs> tonight that I ain't talking to his dumb ass until he sells a t-shirt. Hello? <laughs> I don't know, Reese. Yeah, well, well you, won't, you won't ever be talking I'm to him again, then, Reese. Sure. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Um, uh, they said, why come in here with this shit? This was a real mellow show, and here your ass come. 
uh, Lloyd Richmond says, you know what? until they're going to James actually Smith. give credit of who actually was the indigenous people of this continent, we're going to keep losing. Um, Monkey says, Bumpy, that shit is funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, buddy, man, a motherfucker. <laughs> and I'm not laughing at you, Reese. I'm laughing at Bumpy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Keone said, sounds like someone's feeling is hurt. Sorry, Bump. <laughs> hey, listen, don't worry about it. Listen, my feelings couldn't possibly be hurt. You know? You know what really, really hurts my feelings? That I've still not gotten the commemorative's first sale of black bullshit t-shirts yet. <laughs> all right, you guys. Uh, it's all a, um, the third hour power is getting ready to start, and you can already tell it's going to be something special. Uh, my name is Jay King with Lynn Tolliver, Johnny Groundsacker Davis, Yusef Kente, Brother Reverend Ali, Simi Braxton, Reese on the radio, uh, Chocolate Pete, Mary Hopkins, Snitchy Smurf, Potter, telling you to get busy living because you're going to have enough time dying. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Same bad time, same bad channel. Happy birthday, Mom. I love you. What about PTE? Happy Everybody over here was being mellow and relaxing, and then Reese comes in, and you motherfuckers turn to a bunch of rabid dogs when you hear my voice. Don't worry about it, baby. You just make my dick hard. Every time I come on, and you motherfuckers lose your goddamn minds, do you understand what that does to my fucking ego? Are you stupid? That nigga's a you motherfucker. You motherfuckers hear my voice and you start going into a fucking tizzy and you think for some odd reason that doesn't strip my ego? Are you kidding me? First of all, Reese, I came in before you came in and, I, and when you did come in, I said, Reese, I know you're happy. Because of the decision, no. what's going no, on? No, I wasn't. Listen again, yeah, like yeah, I said, I don't. Yeah, I don't, I'm not I, invested it was, like that. It was, it like, was a professor. Me, it was a professor that amped you up. No, he did not. He still doesn't. He calls me bumpy. Well, you want to know why? He that, call, let me tell you why he calls me bumpy. Let me tell you. Let me tell you why he calls me. Let me tell you why he calls me bumpy. I'm going to answer. Tell me what I did. 
you didn't do anything. But let me tell you, first of all, oh, you, you made a false Jerry claim. Murphy. You made a false claim, and I said, no, I'm not happy. That? I don't have any investment. You said that I'm happy about oh, the, the ruling. Uh, I don't give two shits oh, about that ruling. Well, you um, I, I, no, I yeah, That's my fault. No, no, no I don't. In fact, you the ruling happened. You're in his right pocket sucking his here's dick. The, here's the thing. Here's the thing. The ruling happened before my show, and I never even mentioned it on my show because it means nothing. It's not. I knew the ruling was coming, so bragging about something I already knew was coming is stupid to my show, so I don't do it, right? If I already predicted it, why am I going to sit up there and brag about it? I already knew it was going to happen. Okay, right? so, so tell us dumb. about Bumpy now. Tell us but about the Bumpy. The whole Bumpy thing, you want to know why, Reece, you Reece, know why he called Reece, there was a lot of Reese, there was a lot of other shit you knew was going to happen that didn't happen. So you were Dude, you only, first of all, you already <laughs> owe me time. I owe you. No, I don't. Yes, you I do. Owe, the only, yes, you do. You, you're going to owe me $1,000. Our bet, you said we going to thrown out. And I said we are waiting, but you already owe me two, Jay. You already owe me two. two what? You said two what? Yeah, you said Donald Jr. Donald Jr. was going to jail, and you said Trump wouldn't finish say, his first no, term. I never said Donald. Yeah, I never is. said Donald Jr. No, you're, you're a goddamn lie. I wouldn't say Jay, Donald. He's a Charlotte. I never said. I, I only bet you one thing. I bet you How much on one you thing. A thousand dollars. I bet that that that. You didn't bet me on Donald Trump not finishing a term. You were no, supposed to send me a framed five dollar no. bill. Oh, well, you weren't well, supposed I'll to send that. me a framed five dollar bill. Hey, I'm gonna tell but you. But you said you didn't bet me here. before. So let me tell you, no, dumbass. This is why your dumb ass is on mute. This is why your stupid ass is on mute. I bet you a thousand dollars. I bet you a thousand dollars that um Don, that the Donald Trump trial in Georgia won't get thrown out. You said that that when um Fannie Willis was off the trial, that it would go away. And I told you, if she went off the trial, they would put somebody else in their place, and that's exactly what's going to happen. So you don't, have to, so don't make up shit, and don't start, and you, you do, that's that Republican shit that you learned, to go back in time on other shit that have nothing to do with what the fuck we're talking about. Now, I'm going to say this to you, too. I'm going to be listening. Every time you say my motherfucking name, your dumb ass is going to get on mute. Uh-huh. Okay, Jay. Are you still here? Would you like to? Are you still here? Are you going to play silent now? Okay, good. No, I'm right here. Okay, good. So I'm talking to you now. The $5 that says belief is for people who lack knowledge because Donald Trump wouldn't finish his first term. That never happened? Uh, we're not talking about that. You, you don't, don't come Okay, but you said you, did, you said you had no other bet no, with me. no. No, I said I did not bet you with Donald Jr., dumbass. So don't make shit up. Stop making shit up. I got to do some business real quick. I'll be right back. Okay. Okay. All right. So, back, okay, so back, back to the bumpy claim. Back to the bumpy yeah, go bumpy. Okay, because I don't know. I don't even understand why, why anybody jumped in on that. But the bumpy thing. Do you want to know why he's calling me bumpy? Right. Because he thinks that for some odd reason that's going to agitate me because he's losing the argument, right? He's losing so badly. Like, what do you have to – we don't have to attack me. He's got his, his huckleberry here, right? He's got Donald Trump by the short, by the short and curly, right? Donald Trump is falling to the ground. Donald Trump is losing money. Donald Trump's going to go bankrupt. Donald Trump's going to jail, He's so confident in it. But, see, I'm confident, and I don't have to make attacks towards anybody. And I don't know what I'm talking about. But then when it happens, then everybody Reece, gets, guess what Reece, 
Wait, wait, wait. So you don't think he ever calling you Buffy then, right? Because Buffy is the at all. How could he just call you Buffy? Because the shit was funny. You don't mind him calling you Buffy. I said years ago, right? I said years ago on this show that it's all a show. And what they do is they say this person is going to jail. They've been saying this since, what, 2016 that he's going to jail. And they know that's going to get ratings. That's going to get people all hyped up. And they just keep doing the same thing over and over and over, and people keep falling for it. I, I, I don't get but it. Bumpy is fresh, Mighty Mouth. Bumpy is fresh. It's why do you old. think? Why do you? Why do you think they keep falling for it, Potter? Why do you think these people keep falling for it? Because they, because they have a, because they have them emotionally charged up. So exactly. This they year, every single year, they need to put that code. I told all of y'all to get your sunglasses and get some organic butter for your popcorn. What are you talking about? Nigga, put the weed down, nigga. Put the weed down, (laughs) Kente. Goddamn. They They have a personal investment. It's schadenfreude that if Donald Trump, this happens to him, they think it's a personal win, right? They think that Letitia James is working for them. Right, Letitia James and Jack Smith are in some way defending them in this case. And the stupid part about it is, is that you should watch them when they get mad when Donald Trump comes out on the other side. Right? When he comes out on the other side and he actually gets a victory, they lose their shit. And I keep asking why. Like you, there's nothing personally invested. Like you can to you, Reese. Reese, Reese, put the cocaine down, man. God damn. What are you talking about? Oh, my God. He's trying to be funny, Reese. He has nothing to add to the conversation. But yeah, but he, remember, he, remember he, he said this was about was Syria. Funny. Remember that? Uh, well, here's what I don't understand about the whole Fannie Willis thing, right? So, like, saying that Fannie Willis is not going to be removed from the case, or that the case is not going to go anywhere, and at the same time saying, I'm not, I don't pay attention like that, shows exactly, I mean, dude, that's, you've got to be paying attention. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on that really, really does affect this case for Fannie and Nathan and their involvement. The, the Atlantic Journal-Constitution, again, said yesterday, they're calling it the death knell of what's happening to the both of them. That they know that this case, nobody wants in it in Atlanta. Because uh, Fannie Willis brought it on You motherfuckers talk about this shit like you knew about this shit for the last 20 years, nigga. It's just a new name. Next week is going to be a different name you talking about. Couldn't and then the week after that, it's going to be a different another motherfucking name. Reese, well, let me tell you this, though, Reese. You that nigga that left the cocaine in the White House, nigga. I knew it was you. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what, Ali? I, listen to me, you, you ain't ever lie on that shit. It's, it's the same shit, different day. And the fact that people don't see the writing on the wall of how this shit's going to turn out shows exactly how personally invested they are with their own personal wins. I didn't want to bet the $1,000. My bet was with FUBU. I was having an intellectual conversation with him. And I simply said, I don't even want your money. I said, I want your ego. I wanted this case to go to the point where Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade were disqualified, and then the case be dismissed. And if I won, 
Ralph Lauren would have to come on the air and back up every political thing I ever said on this show for six months. He didn't want that bet. He wanted right. money. Because for some odd reason, for some odd reason, that was just a, a too high of a too high of a cost to endure. I like how you get in depth like that when you say the same thing twice, but the second time you you get real in depth and stronger with it. It's like you're running for uh, uh, some kind of seat, Reese. What you running for out there in Texas, man? No, dude, it's what I do. It's it's what I do on the on the radio. So oh, it's what you do on the radio. All I want was, <laughs> and again, it wasn't even because you know what it is. If somebody loses money, they can just pay. And that will be the end of it. No, man. I want your fucking soul. I want your soul. Well, yeah. And well, nobody, yeah you're going to get their souls because the, the case against Fannie and them is going to get dismissed. And they're going to let these same niggas go ahead and charge Trump. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? They might. But if they do, I, I, I don't think Trump and them would be too, too upset about that, really. And they won't because, because now they got something on them, but the shit yeah, is going to get dismissed. Because when shit get dismissed for Trump, it's not dismissed. I mean, you know, he, he keeps it out there. He's going to get you in jail like he wanted to get Hillary when her shit had already passed. When I become president, she's going to jail. You know, all that shit. Well, so, yeah, again, man. again, it's the personal investment into nonsense that I'll never get. And look, I said that the Jack Smith case was going to go to the Supreme Court because it has to. Nobody believed me, and now everybody's acting like I never said it. And everybody who knows that I said it is too quiet to open up and say, yes, Reese did say it. So everybody lets me argue with the people who say that I didn't instead of coming to my defense and saying, yes, Reese said it. And you know I did. It's 10 I, 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 I don't remember that, Reese. Okay, no, no, Potter, that's good. not up to you, Potter, that's not up to you. We have somebody, we have somebody who documents the show. fired. We have somebody who documents the show. Sorry about hey, this, that's not. What, what, what's up with Illinois <laughs> trying to take, that took Trump, Trump off the ballot? And Illinois, again, what is that on? about? So, again, because there's been a groundswell of African-American support in Chicago. Right, because of the crisis, because of, of course, the, the migrant crisis. So the migrant crisis has grown into such a story that these people, Cotta, Cotta, um, damn, what's Cotta, Cotta Trust and Jessica Jackson are two women who have been on Fox News regularly for the past two to three months. And they are getting at least two million eyeballs on them every morning and at night. Up to upwards of three to four million people watching them talk about Brandon Johnson in Chicago and how they say that when the convention comes to Chicago this year for the Democrat Party, they are going to see a protest unlike anything they've seen from 1968. And they swear these black protesters or these black advocates or community leaders say that they're going to turn Chicago red and they are going to vote for Donald Trump this year. So this is an affront to the Democrat Party. This is an affront to the Democrat Party, and this is something that they're worried about. So the, the Democrats are circling the wagons. We got to get him off the rolls. We got to yeah, stop but, him but, 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 but Reese, you know, but Reese, so you know that shit is all hyped up. That's, well, that's, because that's, listen, that's, this is listen, man, listen, man. 
Trump is going to win the election with or without a lot of these fucking states. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Indeed. He doesn't need Illinois. But they know that, again, Illinois knows that they, again, think about it, dude. They, Governor Pritzker, Mayor Johnson have told the people of Illinois and Chicago, we don't care what you think. We're still going to spend this money on these migrants. And the reason why is because it's called demographic change. And demographic change, what are they going to do when those migrants get there? They're going to give them jobs. They're going to give them driver's licenses. And then they're going to give them the right to vote. Then they won't need the black vote. They know that only 24%, usually, 24% of registered voters in the black community show up on election day. Right. right? They know that. Listen. And so with that, I hear, what are they going to do? Reese. Reese. I'm going to tell you something. I'm listening, now, I was a person I was the person who said that Donald Trump was going to win no matter what. Yes, you did. I have never seen I have no, never you seen didn't. anybody. You, you changed that last week. I know you I said did this not. was the you, yes you did when you came up no, with the charge against him. I you said I never said I said he's still going to win the race. You said I think just put the camera on the back. I know. That's why I put your dumb ass on mute because you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You're the same motherfucker that can't read. Shut the fuck up and listen. Wait a minute. You're talking about 2016, right, Jacob? Hold on. Let me me tell you guys right now. Shit. This motherfucker going to tell me something. He don't even listen good. Okay. Okay. Uh, So let me just say this. Um, Reese, I was the person that said that I, I felt that Donald would win no matter what, that he's going to win this. I have never seen anybody in my life who has a win in the bag that's doing everything they can to fuck it off. But Donald Trump is that candidate that has a lead that is going, he's doing everything he can to fuck it off. And there's a possibility that just his, his animus and arrogance will hurt, his, will hurt him, and he won't be the president just because he don't know how to shut the fuck up. He don't know how to do but, it. You know, I, I, I would agree with you, Jay, if it wasn't mm-hmm. that the Democrats, is, they're tripping over there. They're tri- they, yeah. Every time they have them dead to rights, they still tripping over coffee mm-hmm. tables. They still ma- right. they making more mistakes. So it's almost like no matter what Trump does, Joe Biden will go out on TV and start mumbling, and then that will be the story. You know what I mean? It's like it's almost like Let they're trying to something. lose this thing. JK, I got to listen. I agree with you. I agree with you on on the surface of what you're talking about. Donald Trump has a tendency to open up his mouth and make that story, whatever he says, the headline. But there is something that I think people are missing. They get so caught up in what Donald Trump says. But the reason why his popularity keeps growing, it's because of what he does. And people, I talk to people all the time on the radio, and they say the same thing. They go, does he say the most articulate things? No. Is he the most abrasive person they've ever seen as a politician? Yes. But guess what? At the end of the day, everybody says exactly what they're thinking. The dude improves my pockets. The dude improves the security of the country. I can get over a mean tweet and a stupid comment. The dude is great in, on policy. 
Even this administration, the Biden administration, is building a wall when they said they wouldn't build anymore. They're thinking about the well, Remain in, Texas, in Mexico policy after they wrote a law on day one to get rid of it. Donald Trump is, um, is going to make people like me say, fuck it. Give me four more years of Biden because this motherfucker might try to be king of America. Cause, okay. Cause he, cause no, he, I, he, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, Jay. Sorry. No, I'm just saying, hey, dude. Listen, that, that, um, if that's what you, if like that's me, what you think, dude. Yeah, because he's an idiot. Because he don't know how to shut the fuck up and just be cool. So I, so I just think that, you know, he'll really think that his dick is bigger than what it is, and, and put it in something that drown his ass. But as much as you like to rip on me about Rush Limbaugh, this is an undeniable truth of life that Limbaugh used to talk about, and he said an undeniable truth of life. People care more about how you make them feel than what they do. But we're at the water's edge today with Joe Biden. They're looking at exactly what he's doing. And they're saying now, you see it everywhere. Dude, I'll deal with the guy having diarrhea of the mouth as long as we get the country back. All that other shit means nothing. I think what's going on is also, I think what's going on is, is the economy, man. Like, people are hurting. I mean... It's always the economy. People like to, people like economy. to people people like to play play politics, but playing politics is a luxury. When everything is going okay, when your pockets are hurting, mm-hmm. I mean, when you're kind of hurting, you know, when your pockets are empty, you don't really care about that other stuff because none Isn't of that other crazy? stuff kind of really makes a difference. Isn't it crazy, Potter, that in 2015, when Trump came down the escalator? and made immigration his signature policy that got him elected in 2016. And now we're in 2024 when he's running for re-election. The Biden administration and every news outlet said that the, the signature story or the signature issue that they were going to run on, Democrats, was abortion. Where's Biden today? He's in Brownsville, Texas at the border. Back to what exactly what Donald but, Trump ran but, on. But this, and but, it's no, the number is one like, issue in every primary, every exit poll. I, immigration I, is I, the number one issue. I, I, I get it, Reese, but I don't think it's Donald Trump's brilliance that he picked the border. I think it's the Democrats' idiocy that That's they right. let it get like this. I, I, That's because right. every time, like Jay said, that this guy is, he's, I mean, he's tripping over himself. He, he's saying stupid stuff. The only reason he's getting away with it because the Democrats are even more in that. Well, like they're that's, even sillier, and I'm just like, what is going on? This is like a clown show. Well, this is again, like a clown that, show. that's because they think they have the pulse of the American people. You keep forgetting everything else, Potter, that the Democrat Party has thrown at the American people that now people are pushing back on the mutilization of young children. Right, but because LGBTQ, because it's, because it's starting to right. become real. Reason. Yes, LGBTQ it's, it's right. Impact, it's starting that's to right. impact real people's thing. lives. That's Personally, correct. that's but when they're going to start thinking about it. It's but easy to they say. They threw the kitchen sink. They threw the kitchen sink at the American people. They said, "By the way, we want we want LGBTQ rights." It was like, "Okay, what do you want us to do? We want you to obey." Oh, by the way, we're going to be taking – girls are going to be allowed – I mean, boys are going to be allowed to go into girls' bathrooms. We're going to make that a national policy. If you don't do it, we're going to take money from your school district. They were literally extorted into policy. So it wasn't just things like abortion and immigration. 
it turns out that everything that they threw at the American people, people said, yo, this isn't America. Don't forget the mandate of the vaccine. It's not about your freedom, the president said. It's not all about I know is all, all I know is Jay King came on here and gave up on Trump when he had to pay all that money when he lost last week. And see, and then Jay King said, "Oh, I think that that broke the camel's back right there." And right, but it's in the archives. I, I ain't got to argue with Jay. He but gave that, up on Trump. He said he was gone. I don't mind. Listen again. The people who are giving up on Trump because of the things that he says to me makes no sense because the things that he says has nothing to do with policy. Are you keeping more money in your pocket because of the things that he says? Are you losing more money because of the things that he says? He's not even president. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I just like I said, I don't think it's because Donald Trump is actually doing anything great exactly. or anything like that. I think it's just the Democrats are just they're fumbling this ball so bad. It's not even because funny. Because they're not when they went to when they went to when they went to the Bronx and they started asking mm-hmm. people about the election. Yep. Almost every black person and Hispanic person was like they were asking like who are you going to vote who you want to vote for and they were like oh, uh-huh. we're going to vote for Trump and almost all of them said the reason why they were going to do it was because of money. Yep. That's what they all the said. Dude, was I, the economy. I, it they, was a new the black, the black dude was like, yo, when, when Trump was in, you know, my pockets was fat, you know, kind of thing. Now, you can say what you want about the reasons why, but that's their reason. Their yo, reasons is economic. Potter, because of that report that you watched, the same reporter and M- M- Maria Bartiromo went to Trump and said, hey, did you see the support you got in the South Bronx? And he was like, yeah. And they were like, we're going to hold three events now. They're going to hold three events in, in New York. They're going to do Yankee Stadium, City Field, and Madison Square Garden. No Democrat has won New York since Ronald Reagan. You mean Republican? I mean, no Republican. Sorry, no Republican has won, has won um, New York since Ronald Reagan. So the tide is sort of do, Donald Trump's going to hold a rally in New York City? In the South Bronx? At Yankee Stadium, Doug? In the climate that New York rejected him overwhelmingly? New York voted for Hillary Clinton three, what, four to one. And here we are, full eight years later, and we've got Donald Trump holding three rallies in three different boroughs? Dude. This is you, a you perfect storm for Donald. Exactly. For Donald because, exactly. because he's, no matter what he says, and his amount of the stupid stuff he says so far, he they keep bailing him out. The Democrats will bail yep. him out. No matter what he says that should be the story, they keep bailing mm-hmm. him out. And I'm like, the crazy this, are they doing this on purpose? It's almost as if they're doing it on purpose. You know, hey, oh, this, we don't want it. We're going to take him off the ballot in Illinois. Well, everybody knows that's going to be overturned. Why are you exactly. doing this in the first place? Like, why are you get in the paper. But uh, they can take the him paper. off the ballot. They can take him off the ballot in California, and he's still going to win. Listen, I said that's this. That's my opinion about it. And then also, up. listen, and then that ain't even the election, though, because still you got to exactly. go to the motherfucking exactly. electoral votes. Them the motherfuckers exactly. is going to make him the president. If you go, if, if Snitchy Smurf, if you go to 2016, Donald Trump held a rally in Chicago at the University of Chicago, I believe. And there was a riot outside by Black Lives Matter. They, they blocked the roads and the whole thing. And I remember saying on my show, 
Donald Trump, what are you, stupid? Why would you hold a rally in Chicago? Nobody there wants you. And here we are again, eight years later, and that whole community is now saying we're going to vote Republican and we're going to turn Chicago red. And it's like, who, who, who do you think caused that? The stupid things Donald Trump said, or like Potter said, it's the dumb things that, that Democrats do. It's the, I mean, that's, that's, that's a, a perfect example of what Potter's talking about. It's like they're unforced errors by this party over and over and over again. So now they got black people yeah. there in Chicago are pissed. Black people in Chicago But they've Chicago been pissed, though. Pissed. But they've been but, but, pissed in Chicago. Because, of the, because they're thinking, like, okay, they brought these people in to replace us, even though they should have known this from the jump. They should have known this years ago. But they, they brought this. Now it's, now, it's, now it's evident. Now everybody sees that they brought these people in. They're going to replace them. They're going to give them your resources. They're going to build new school for their kids. They're going to do all of this stuff. And now you're mad. It's like it's a little late to stop it. It's yeah. just a done deal because they're already here. Man, every city, every town, every place, they should know by now, been by now, even before 2000s hit. If these motherfuckers ain't woke, they ain't going to never be woke. I agree. No, I, I agree with you then. I, I agree with you then. I now. agree. So It's like um, this is the it, perfect storm for all of them to wake the hell up. And if you're right, if they don't wake up, they got, they get exactly what they deserve if they vote exactly for the same what they thing, deserve. The motherfucker American American politics is just like the punk ass NFL. It's rigged. <laughs> now, now you bring up a good point. You bring up a good point, Ali, because the world is going to be watching this. And if there's some cheating going on, which of course there will be, but if there's some major cheating going on in this election, I mean. It may just be that everybody accepts this is a you know it's a banana republic now. Oh, that's you what know? it is. That's what it's, it is. It's if you ain't their, cheating, their world. If, if you ain't cheating, you ain't eating. And these motherfuckers are cheating. <laughs> they eating. They fatten the motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> that's new. If you if you're not cheating, you're not eating. Y'all say if you're not cheating, you're not trying. But this is this is new. You Very just said note it. I'm yep. original, and, and, Take notes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, I, I I don't know, man. Like, I, I mean, it's almost like you know, is this really this land of freedom and all this kind of stuff? I don't know. We're gonna see. We're gonna see because if they cheat this man out of out of it, then the veil is off. Now everybody knows, right? Everybody's aware. Very Even the people true. who are gonna be happy. Even the people are going to be happy because their guy won. If there's a lot of cheating, like if they take stop Donald Trump from running, mm-hmm. at that point we all know there's really no more discussion about the electoral. So we just need to stop talking about it at that point. Yeah, the land of freedom. Yeah, but the land of freedom that you mentioned. The land of freedom that you mentioned. Why are you bringing it our conversation, Jay? We having a conversation. <laughs> Why are you talking over <laughs> people now? At, at, at that point, we would know what we already know, which is the, the freedom and um, that, that we say we have in this country aren't real. We would know that the system that we say is fixed is really fixed. And the only reason why you know that the, the, the fixed system is fixed is because the fixed system isn't working the way it's supposed to. 
See, the fixed system works when the when the formula and the mechanism that they have in place when it does what it's supposed to do. But when that formula changes, which it has now, now, you know, and, and because you got a different kind of voter because you got a different kind of candidate. So the reaction to the candidate right. is different. Before, the candidate wore a suit. He said certain things a certain type of way, and he never went outside the box. And if he did, Ross Perot, um, I'm going to get you right back in the box. And they were able to do it because Ross Perot would kind of make adjustments. Donald Trump ain't making no adjustments. The system is having to adjust to him because it ain't working right. So, um, but Donald Trump also hurts himself uh, with some of the stuff he does. Uh, but uh, Donald Trump is still strong and viable. And even with the dumb shit he does, where another client would fall to pieces, i.e., um, Hart, uh, Edwards, um, uh, Kennedy. Those are all uh, candidates that look good, and because they play within the confines of the game, they started falling apart. Hold on one second. So Donald Trump yep. ain't falling apart. Yeah, and Jay, you brought up a good point before. If they if they cheat this man out of this instead of beating him, then. I think the republic is over. I mean, it, it's not, I don't think there's going to be – I think you've just cut off half the country, and you told the half the country, we don't care what you say, you're not part of this. And I think over time this is going to get worse because people are going to they check done out, that? and this is going to be – it's going to be Haven't they done that? No but th- the, this president is kind of the, the United States, The president of the United States last year went to Philadelphia and condemned 75 million people, much like – Hillary Clinton, when she said that 50% of Trump supporters were baskets of deplorables. He's condemned anybody. He's referred to them as MAGA Republicans, as if this suggests that there's some sort of neo-Nazi. He's condemned half the country. He's continued to do so. He does not. He said he was going to unify this country in 2021 when he became president, and he hasn't done it at all. He's divided the country. He's referred to people as white supremacists because they don't agree with him much like people who supported Barack Obama called them racists when they became, when they started the Tea Party. So that's where we are. So, and people in, are not listen, being shy about fighting Whoever America. is washing their dishes and their sauces and their teacups, Sorry put yourself that. on mute, goddammit. That was me. I apologize. I was clean. I was empty in the dishwasher. But I will say this last, and I'll put myself <laughs> on mute. You cannot condemn half the country and then say you're trying to unify you officially right. turned into a bitch, huh? <laughs> no, emptying the dishwasher is turning into a bitch. You bitch. Oh, I didn't, I didn't get that Henry memo. Clinton was cooking a full, beautiful meal for his family. You go ahead and empty your dishwasher, sir. Shut up, you handkerchief head. Oh, be quiet, you. I don't know what to call you right my, now. But my wife said that's the reason. Look out, feel my good. Wife said, my, my wife said that. My wife said that. Feel good. No, My no. wife said that is the reason why they are single and they don't get laid because they don't empty the dishwasher. <laughs> wow. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I, I think it's going story, to be. Uh, I'm not getting involved in any of that. My wife is a very, very radical woman. <laughs> 
Well, and, you tell your wife. I, I, you tell your I, wife. If I'm single, I can keep all my money and I can jack off every day. <laughs> <laughs> Ali, I'm not gonna lie. I used to feel like you back in the day. <laughs> I used to have that same feeling. <laughs> um, but anyway, no. Look, this um, this this quote unquote election as it is. You know, I said a long time ago, when you have that many people recognizing that they have buyer's remorse and they are not really happy with the decision that they made in 2020 because of the big bad wolf that is <laughs> Donald Trump, which again, always makes me laugh. Um, I'm never going to get over and I'm never going to forget the people who openly ask the question, Daddy is Donald Trump going to bring back slavery? And there were people who were reporting on this. And now people who are in front of the Supreme Court saying that Donald Trump is going to kill people like Hitler killed Jews. But then when you say that Taylor Swift supporting Joe Biden is a psyop in the Super Bowl, you're considered a conspiracy theorist from QAnon, but saying that Donald Trump is going to bring back the Hague <laughs> and, and the Third Reich. Those people are seen as prophets. <laughs> well, who are the people seen as? If you keep making noises in the background, I'm going to call you bringing back the Tea Party, nigga. Um, now, hey, um, Reese, let me tell you what people don't realize, too. Donald Trump, and, and I don't know if you know this, um, Reese, but Donald Trump met with both Hamas and Israel. He met with the leaders of Hamas, and he met with Netanyahu. And Donald Trump said, I've met with both sides, and I have to be honest. I didn't think the Palestinians would want to do anything. As a matter of fact, I was sure of it. But I was quite pleasantly surprised. They were nice guys, and they wanted a solution. They were looking for it. Israel, Israel, they don't want a solution. They're the ones who's keeping this going. So I believe if Donald Trump was president, he shut Israel down. He shut that whole shit down. Because Donald Trump doesn't believe that um, Israel is, uh, and you should find it, Reese, because it's, it's, it's out there. <laughs> And I'll, if you notice, I'll I haven't said anything because I know I know he said it. I, I watched him when he said it. You're 100 percent right. That's what he said. And in fact, and I believe you bring so up a very valid say, point. So when people say that he's going to bring back Hitler and all that shit, um, I know that that's not true because I know his stance on that. You know, I know that Donald Trump, and and again. My only thing with Donald Trump is this. Dude, you're going to win. You're so dumb, you make it harder on yourself. And he makes people like me say, why the fuck? What is he going to do? Is he going to be so vindictive that he starts doing shit that, that makes people say, damn, why did, I even, why did I even fuck with this dude? You know, is he going, is he going to do things that are so out of whack because his arrogance and his ego and his narcissism is going to outweigh his duty. 
And I think, and I hope you, I hope you think about that. I hope you don't just blindly go at him without questioning those things, because you know, even with the system that we have as fake as it is, it's all we got at this point. But we're in a world that's changing, so I know that the world will change and that things will change. I don't know if the upheaval will have to be where we burn the thing down or if it'll be where we have to take all the strings, detach the strings, and let a fair election be a fair election because we have the apparatus to do it. We just had, um, you know, manipulative fingers that had a system that they've been working on for the last hundred years, and now that, you know, now that mechanism is dead. You know, it's old, outdated. I don't... I don't have any false impressions about Donald Trump or his ideology. I just listen to him and then I take account for what it is that he has done because he was president before, right? So we have a record to actually go on. Are there things that he's done what, during his presidency that I wasn't fond of? Clearly, right? But I always have to defend the stuff that people are making out of whole cloth. So I don't even get a top chance to yeah, talk but, about the things that I don't but, like about Reece, his presidency. But, Reese, we got to remember – that half of his presidency was during a pandemic, number one. Number two, um, the, the, the economy that was happening is partly false because we were putting money into the economy. So we were propping up the economy. It was costing us a bunch of money, trillions of dollars. That's going to turn into inflation. So let's see if he if he can really keep an economy moving. And I'm going to tell you something. I believe that if there's a president that would pay the debt that's owed to us, it would be Donald Trump. And if Donald Trump did that, if he paid that debt, then he would continue a robust economy because he would, because he would keep an economy that's turning and spending and might even move the GDP. Let me ask you this. Well, the black people say I'm not racist. The black people, I love the black people. The blacks. The blacks. (laughs) (laughs) Stop it, Ali. That's not fair. You know, that gets me every time. (laughs) Sorry. What I was going to say was, look, there is no one signature policy um, of of Donald Trump that anybody's going to like or dislike. But I will tell you this again. We do have a record to go on as we do have the record with Joe Biden. And I think that most people, and, and this is true, and I, and I said this on CIC the other day, um, I know in my heart of hearts that even listeners of Kings in the Morning are lying when they say that they will not vote for Donald Trump and they will vote for Biden. I know that they are lying. If they, because I don't know, I know for a fact that they cannot, in their good conscience, vote for somebody who's made do life think more is, difficult. Do you think Dave Smith is lying? I think Dave Smith is not going to vote for anybody. He will be uncommitted. He will be a write-in vote. I don't think he'll vote for Biden because I don't think he could in his good conscience. In fact, I think Dave oh, Smith. No, is no he said he's voting. That he he said he's voting for Biden. He believes in Biden. Okay. All right. I don't believe that at all. <laughs> what, about, what about Professor Keone? What do you think Professor Keone? Keone, 
Keone is a Keone is a zealot. So yeah, he has to vote for him. He's got no choice. He's literally his back's up against what, it. What about so he has what to about Alvin? What about Alvin? What about Alvin Harrison? What do you think he's Alvin for? Harrison also same deal. He'll be he'll be a stay at home. He'll be a stay at home. So you don't think you don't think Alvin Harrison is going to vote for um for Biden? Alvin Harrison going to vote in Mexico? Well, he can. He can. He's a he's an absentee ballot. Oh, he can he? vote. He's still an American citizen. Yeah, he's still an American citizen. Because I'm telling you, J. King, that a lot of people, and I know this because I've heard from plenty of people, they are going to openly say that they voted for Biden, but they're not giving him his vote because they can't in good conscience vote for more of the same. They're disappointed in this guy. But they can't ever consciously say that they voted for well, Donald is, Trump or say Biden that they were part of it. Biden is calling into the show tomorrow. Okay, good, 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 good. Did, did, oh, did, how did you guys get him to remember the number? Because he couldn't remember it. where his, I, when his son died. Oh, he, 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 gave me, he gave me his number. I got to call him. Oh, okay. Yes, that's what I thought you would have to do. Sir. I thought you would have to do that. You know, it's funny because I told people, if you ever want a signature moment, you know exactly where Joe Biden is. how did you get past Kamala? <laughs> that's wow. easy. He asked her wow. to get on her knees, and she did it willingly. Um, <laughs> you, um, the interesting part about Joe Biden is he gave a speech after the report came out by the Robert Hur- by Robert Hur in the Department of Justice, who said that he couldn't remember certain things. But he gets on there and he says uh, he couldn't believe that Hur asked him about the death of his son, and Hur came out and said we didn't even bring it up. He says, I can't believe that he would have the audacity to bring up the death of my son and say that I couldn't remember. And then he goes into this diatribe about how he wears this rosary to commemorate his son Bo's death. And he says this exactly. I wear this rosary to remember his death, and we got it from our lady of – anyway, and starts trailing off into another thing. He couldn't even remember where he got the rosary. He was, did a physical at Walter Reed, and he did not get a cognitive test, even after mm-hmm. the Her report? Yeah. That's the most – and, and the bone of contention is whether or not you have any cognitive dissonance and you don't get a mm-hmm. cognitive test? <laughs> so You, you, know, what the, you know what the new joke is, Oni? What's up? Kamala sucked his dick, but he couldn't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you know what, Ali, you brought up something important earlier. Remember when you were saying I was laughing about Donald Trump when he said the thing about the blacks? He goes, the blacks said the black. they, they, they like the, the blacks say yeah, are not the racist. <laughs> but the funny part was it is is that they're saying that what he said about his indictments was racist. And then Kamala Harris gets on TV and says that what she's doing to bring black men back to the party was to legalize marijuana and to get them out of prison. And I'm sitting there going, dude, isn't that the same thing? That bitch, just <laughs> and that bitch, that bitch is a hypocrite, too, because look what she did to make all this shit go down before the, the shit was uh, legal in the state. Do you know that she has something, has a fact check about her putting black men in jail for weed? They're trying yeah. to dispel that rumor. They're trying yeah. to fact check that rumor. They're saying, this is Kamala Harris putting people in, in prison for weed is a complicated issue. I'm like, 
How complicated is it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, see, that motherfucker is terrible. She's terrible on black men, period. Uh, all the way around, no matter what they're doing, even if they ain't doing nothing and the motherfuckers just living. She got a problem with black men living. Don't, don't forget what she what she proposed when she was attorney general when she wanted when she wanted to put parents in jail for kids' truancy. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, that was her opportunity to put dads in jail. Black dads. Yeah, man, that that lady is something else, man. I've seen her whole energy and demeanor. Jay King went off on it when he saw her in Sacramento about eight, eight years ago. I was he so proud of he that. stood up I was in the so meeting and went off. You know, she uh, her energy is real bad, man. It's like I'm I'm just saying this is on black folks, black black men, should I say? Because I don't know how black women feel when they see her, but I know how I felt when I met her. It was just whack, man. It didn't feel good at all. Black women support her. Yeah. Black women support her. And the weird part about it is, and I never understood this, right? I kept saying to myself, wait a minute. Okay, so this woman isn't traditionally black in any way, but black women support her strongly. And I Mm. found that odd. She's Jamaican and she's Indian, right? And she's not even, you know, feather. She's like 7-Eleven Indian. And you see this. And black women are embracing her, calling her black, right? So I'm trying to figure out, like, okay, why is that happening? And then a couple of weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago, there's uh, the Arizona governor is signing what's called the Crown Act, which is a bill in Arizona that prevents employers from discriminating against black women and their natural hair. And who's Mm. in the picture on this day? Again, this is a bill protecting black women and their hair. Mm-hmm. Who's in the picture? The most famous woman in the photo is Rachel Dolezal, surrounded mm. by authentically black women. Rachel Dolezal is in a room to p- pass a mm. bill or to sign a bill about black women's hair, and the most prominent black woman there is a white woman? Mm. And every black woman is in there hugging that white woman like she's one of theirs. So then I got it. No wonder Kamala Harris gets to be black because we're just going to adopt her. Mm-hmm. Because as long as she, you know, she says she's black, so she might as well be black, and we'll pretend that she is. Well, you <laughs> know, I gotta tell you, man. I gotta tell you, man. Not all, not all women out there, but there's a lot of women, but not all of them. A lot of women are still looking for identity. And they want to look to somebody for it. And they grab on to anything that got anything to do with a woman, period, whether she's white or black. They have this thing that they're just grabbing on to as women, period. They haven't seemed to find themselves. And not all, like I said, not all women are like that. Some women are, are, are very smart and well-kept about what they're doing and from the day one. But there's a lot of women out here, man, that jump ship. Every time a new a new ship pull up. Well, I will say the Democrat Party has found its way to protect its own self interest by incorporating the one demographic that has kept them afloat for the longest, and that is black women. And that happened since the days of Gloria Steinem when they incorporated black women into the women's rights movement and the ERA. And what did that do? That immediately was that was part of that 
and the war on poverty with the welfare system that immediately eradicated the presence of black men in families. We saw that, that, that margin jump from 26% single parent households to 76%. And it was every one of those pro uh, quote unquote women movements. And in order to be a pro woman movement, you have to be anti-man. And you can, you know, how could you possibly be a part of the movement like to support uh, black families? Or how could you support black women and at the same time support nuclear families? What did Black Lives Matter do in their mission statement to the point that they were forced to remove it from their mission statement? They said they were ready to get rid of the nuclear family. And why did they want to get rid of the nuclear family? Because they wanted women in charge. And well, yeah. What's the- yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And, and they, so and they, they a lot of these women are struggling defense, though, because they have this thing about, uh, well, being black when, when it's time to be black and then struggling in defense when you have to be hired by a white woman and you still trying to uphold your blackness at the same time. You know, so this is a problem in the United States where a lot of so-called black women that call themselves that don't have a lot of their own businesses at all, and they have to get hired by white women. So that's probably why they all surrounding uh, Rachel Zolazov, because they know that sometimes some of these white women, you know, they do have a heart for black women, and they will hire. Oh, yeah, as long as you listen. You keep up the – listen, if you keep up the orthodoxy that the male-dominant species is bad – even the black man. Think about it. I told <laughs> I said, before the election comes up, they're finding out that more and more black men are supporting Donald Trump. I said, wait until you hear what the news media is going to say about black men in the coming months. They're going to start referring to them as black MAGA, and then they're going to start calling them the black face of white supremacy. Um, they already did it to Larry Elder. They called him the black face of white supremacy. Black men who are overwhelmingly supporting Donald Trump are about to be maligned like in a way that they never, ever knew. Yeah, you're right. They call Bobos on Kings in the Morning Bobos, but go ahead. <laughs> but, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a mess, and it's going to be an interesting thing, to, especially because they're going to – you know who they're going to get on black people? They're going to get Joy Reid and Al Sharpton to shit on black men. Oh, sharp. Because of the overwhelming support. He's going to make me are. choke on myself mentioning that motherfucker. Yes, they are. That's exactly what they're going to do. You always choke on yourself. You ain't nothing but a pile of throw up. Oh, that's nasty. Isn't it? Right, I don't know where you're going. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to live too. I'm going to live too. You come, come use the kitchen. I'm out too. See ya. Get the fuck out of here. Who gives a fuck? So, everybody's done talking politics for a moment. Hello? Yeah, who are you? This this is Keone. Oh, what's up, Keone? What's up? I've been sitting here just listening to everybody ramble on about politics. I thought you would have, you didn't have no energy for recent that you say you just don't listen to the nigga today. I ain't mad at you, man. 
That's all. It's not that I don't have any energy. I'm just blessing you. Just blessing you. But I hope, I hope Bumpy's still on the phone. Bumpy, you still there? Uh, Bumpy gone. Oh, fuck. Yeah, Bumpy gone, man. He went to go see if he can get a pile of money out the back of the Cadillac. Oh, okay. So now they just leave that. Ali. Let's shit no, on so Ali. Maybe, shit maybe, on Ali, motherfucking ass. No, I actually wanted to hear. I want. I actually wanted to hear Bumps' position again. Of why Donald Trump has come up with that four hundred fifty-five million dollars in order to file his appeal. He tried some raggedy shit by just <laughs> asking the court, pleading with the court, like, "Can I stay it?" For free, hey, say get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. Come up with your money, and then we can put a halt on 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 the on the fee. Keep keep increasing every day. I was mistaken, you know. I was uh, I was under the impression that it was eighty seven thousand dollars a day until for the next thirty days before they start assessing this property. If you don't pay that fee to appeal. But it's actually $114,000. I read an article. $114,000 each day just on interest. That's more than most people make in a year. In some cases, more than they make in two years, working full time. That's per day. See, I, I, I went back and listened to the archives, and Reese was talking about, you know, Donald Trump filed his appeal. Uh, he submitted an appeal and was rejected because he didn't, didn't bring no money to the video. Now, we do understand that, right? Uh, Ali, you do understand what's going on over there in New York, right? You got to yeah, I mean, I mean, even in, even in, even on a traffic ticket, at least in San Diego, if you want to go plead not guilty, you got to go pay for the ticket first and then have the trial and then they get your money back if you win. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, yeah. yeah, that's interesting. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know that about saying it's probably the same way. I I, I, I didn't know that. But uh, yeah, these motherfuckers are scandalous, Keone. <laughs> hey, so that so he, you know, not only does he have this case with um with the attorney with the attorney general of New York, but he also has that civil case that he lost. His second trial with E. Jean Carroll for eighty-three point three million dollars. First one was five million. He put up, he put up the five million dollars. Um, he had to put up the five million dollars because he couldn't get no no one to bond it. All right, so he put up his five million dollars, and I guess he's going to go through the appeal process. That kind of stops. That kind of frees any interest from moving forward once they receive those dollars. But he had to put up the five million plus projected interest, right? So he has to appeal that first verdict, and then the second verdict he lost eighty eighty three point three million dollars, and that's coming due March eighth or something like that. Now if he doesn't have that money, I'm sure those attorneys are going to start trying to go after his his assets to recover yeah. the court's law. Okay, that's well, that, that's going, that case. I I think he got some money though, Keone, because. When you see him at these, uh, you know, little 
showings wherever he's showing up at, it don't look like he worried about it. You know what I mean? Well, he, he, I mean, you know, that could all be a front, you know, that put on that face. You're right. You're right. I know he how niggas perpetrate. He has he has a public persona that he persona that he tries to carry, but in the courtroom, he's getting his ass kicked, right? Him and his attorneys, right? Because obviously he's not speaking for himself, but they they're getting drilled, right? They're losing case after case, which is you know these are civil cases, so it's still eighty three point three million dollars in case number two between E J Carroll and Trump. He has to come up with that money in order to stop the interest from growing. Every day that interest grows as well. I guess in New York it's 90% daily. So, so you, don't, you, don't, 30, you, don't think, you don't think he has the money? So let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. If I had the money, why would I want more money to be taxed on the back end when I can just put it up? And stop it. And stop it. And, 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 you know, they I don't know. Okay, Maybe, gonna, that's Maybe that's a strategy. Maybe that's a he knows something about. Okay, so I'm going to appeal the case, and we're going to win. This is Donald Trump, right? I'm going to appeal the case, and we're going to win. So why would you not just put your money up, stop do your, from I'd like to do your Donald, Donald Trump voice. Go ahead with your Donald Trump voice, Kelly. That was the shit. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just threw it in there. It just, it just happened. Well, Ali, let me tell you. I'm going to appeal. I'm going to appeal. Everybody knows that I'm the best, better than all of the rest. They can't mess with me, but he's losing in every case. Right? Okay, so that's just a separate case. I mean, the 400. Do you remember Ali? Because you have a good recall. Right? Do you remember when I was on the phone a, a, a few weeks back, and there were, and people were saying he's not going to lose? They're not going to. He's not going to lose the case. That's all make believe. You know, there's nothing there. There. No, he's not going to. Yeah, I remember that. Okay. I told him, man, this is the real shit. Yeah, you said that. And, yeah, they didn't throw it and out, the, but and the, still don't think like it's stopping him. But but I mean he's. Listen here, he's going to do what he's going to do. If he doesn't, here's a, let, me, let, me pretend, let me pretend I'm attorney general for a moment, okay? Letitia James. And I got this almost half a billion dollar prize that's sitting there waiting for me. If he doesn't come up with that money at that 30-day period, the first two things I'm going to take away from him is Trump Tower and his jet plane. That's the first two things I'm putting leads on. Now, the jet plane, I'm going to take that because I don't want him traveling around, flying all over the fucking place. That's my jet now. You feel me? Um, that's how I would play this game. I'm going to take his cars. I'm going to take his jet. Now, you go around. You, I mean, you got secret service, you know, driving you around, so you can continue using the public money. But your personalized shit, I'm taking. Especially his jet. Now he's going to fly from, from coast to coast. 
from city to city, from rally to rally. How many of those jets do we got? I don't give a fuck how many he has. I'm taking them all. And it's helicopter. Anything that, that allows me to move, I'm taking them all. <laughs> you know they ain't going to be able to take that when you're playing. Exactly. We're talking $500 million and counting. That jet is, that jet is, at, the, at, at the most, is probably worth $50 million. That's that. That big deal, that jet. <laughs> but if you got two of them, I'm taking jet one, Trump one, Trump two. I'm taking both them jets. <laughs> you feel me? You feel me? I'll be, this motherfucker's going to be stationary when I'm done with his ass. <laughs> he can't make it to court. <laughs> Yeah, you crazy, man. That nigga gonna have to Uber it. <laughs> and then I, I, I gotta take the landmark. I gotta take. I gotta take the Trump Tower. That's a landmark. But she said she got her eyes on on um a forty. A, I guess it's called Fortieth Street or something like that. Fortieth Street. That building that he has his name on it. That's what she got. Yeah. She said she got it every day. So she got her eye on that building. That's the one she's gonna put a lean on. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, I'll leave you here. I see that nigga can't go nowhere. He, he needs to get to court. He's in, he's in, he's in Florida. <laughs> but he can't get on the street. He's gonna be walking to his rallies, Keone. He gonna be he gonna be Ubering it. <laughs> the nigga the nigga gonna ride a bike to the debate. <laughs> Keone, you the cold nigga, man. I mean, I'm telling you what I'm going to take first. I'm taking his jet, his helicopter, and Trump Tower. I'm taking all that shit right there. And that's going to probably add up to like $35 million. Yeah, you still owe me. So what else do I got? Oh, man, let's go for Mar-a-Lago. Apparently you live there now. <laughs> I'm taking your house. The nigga got to ride a chair speed to the debate. <laughs> him the and the people is all on bikes. All right. <laughs> yeah, That's a tip, though. Where will we find yeah. that out? On the 8th? On the 8th? So on the 8th, uh, the $83 million, I believe, is due. Like, either he has to put that money up, in full, plus interest, or he has to put up, they say, 10% of that money, so it would be $8.3 million, and then he has to put up property that's equivalent to make that to make up the difference. You understand what I'm saying? Like he has to get a, a surety bond. Someone, someone has to say, okay, we'll loan you the money, but we want your assets, and this is what we want in, in its place, in exchange. You understand what I'm saying to you? So some company has to do that. And that's for the E. Jean Carroll case. It has nothing to do with Letitia James' case, which is that soul sister, soul sister, 
soul sister. Ali, I wish you were on the thread. You would laugh and laugh and laugh. That thread that we're on, I might add you shit to it. But, but nigga, I beat this nigga up all day, every day. <laughs> and now he's mad at me because I call him Bumpy. Right. Well, the nigga, the nigga shouldn't put his big old face on the big screen so I can see how fucking... How many, how many big zits and baby zits he had all over his fucking face? Yeah. Don't do close-ups you when know. you shouldn't be doing close-ups. Well, he, he should be having some good type of face uh, cleanser or something like that. Well, since he likes to play on the computer, maybe he should augment his face, use Photoshop, and get all the zits, right, scrub away all the zits off the screen. This is some real, real, real gay shit happening right now. Oh, there we go. Here he is. He's here. Hey, this is some real homosexual shit. Hey, 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 I don't know, yeah. P. Diddy. Explain was, to me was, exactly was, why it's was, important that I... I was talking, <laughs> I, I was talking about... I was talking about... It's okay, P. Diddy. You, you, and, now, and what was the other thing you were talking about doing to my ass, P. Diddy? Are you going to let you me said talk? That Ali should get talk? on the tread. I let you talk. I was quiet the whole time. Now I'm responding. Okay, so maybe so, you should so, be okay, quiet. So you were telling Ali that Ali should get on the thread so he could see what you're doing to my ass? P. Diddy, what exactly were you talking ass. about? I said kicking Oh, you were kiss, kissing my ass or touching my ass? No. What are you doing with my ass? Oh, well, see, there you go. Let me spell it Listen, out here's the deal. Here's the deal. I'll spell it out You're upset. You're upset about Sasquatch. You're obsessed about Sasquatch. You're obsessed about Sasquatch and her lawsuit against Donald Trump. And you think for some odd reason this is some moral victory for you. I don't know what your obsession is about or what your obsession is about me and this case. I'm not obsessed about this case. I don't even care. You say you're kicking my ass about something uh, I don't care two shits about. Okay. I don't. So here's, here's, you here's seem to be I... very interested, but you know what? I'm going to do this. Here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to hang up. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to okay. hang up. Uh, right, bye. And I'm not even bye. going to. I'm going to say nothing else. No, 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 don't hang up. Don't hang up. Stay here, please. No, 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 no. Stay here, please. You go right away. Cry, cry. Cry, cry. I had these conversations with you. I've had these conversations with you before. But he only starts yelling and screaming and talking over people, and he doesn't like them. Okay, so let me just say. Oh, is that what happened? So. So the so so the I don't know how you can yell still trying to I'm still trying to understand the investment that individuals have in Donald Trump's legal issues, but I just cover them as news stories. And this whole and this is the part that makes me laugh. Sending messages to Jeff like he's not going to vote for Donald Trump is laughable to me. Because he's a Trump supporter, dude. And I know you keep trying to sway him not to vote for Donald Trump. I'm still trying to figure out what that's about. Jeff okay. Carlin is voting me, for me, Donald me, Trump. Me, me like, while he, while he, and I, while he and I laugh at your platitudes, okay. 
We, okay, we have a good time that. and laugh at your podcast. Don't let me answer that. See, that's the problem, Reese. You don't, you don't know when to shut up, so be quiet for a second. I've already stopped now, talking. Now, me, me addressing Jeff is a fucking joke. I know he's a Republican. Mm-hmm. I could give a rat ass who he votes for. But my, what I'm trying to do is draw your dumb ass in because you're so simple to draw in. Because when I put Jeff and I talk about Oh, I'm Donald sorry. Trump, wait, what was that? You were come here. I'm sorry. Wait, 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 wait. You know he's a Republican, but you're not trying Reece, to draw. Let me finish. Reese, let me finish. Let me finish. I'm not done. Remember what I told you, Jeff. You Don't fall now. for the old rope-a-dope lies and bullshit. Now. Those retarded you conservatives are pushing down your throat. Now, you uh-uh. can be... Quiet uh-uh. now. No. Okay, be be quiet for a second. So, Remember what I told again. you, Jeff. Okay, Don't see, fall for go. the old rope and dope lies and bullshit that these retarded conservatives are pushing down your throat. Stay focused. You wrote joke. to him. I thought you didn't I know, care I about what I know what I wrote. I wrote it. I know what I wrote and why I wrote it. You don't, but you said you don't care. I know care. why I wrote it. Okay. I know why I wrote it. You're, listen, and, dude, and I know you're a disingenuous liar. Okay, and don't you know, say that you're trying terms. to rope me. Using my terms. Using my terms. No, okay. actually, no. No, Please, we let me finish. Because I've already hey, gone. Ali, do me a favor, Ali. Put us on the timer. Give us two minutes to respond to each other. Just, and just... Can you do that? I'm going to give Reese the first two minutes, and then I'll come in. Okay. Go ahead. Go. Who's going first? uh, I'm never going first. Go ahead. No, I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Reese, he's crazy, motherfucker. (laughs) Ali, so since he's the first, I'll go ahead and go first. Okay, go ahead. Two minutes. Two minutes. And give me a 15 minutes, 15 seconds uh, along. Just say 15 it's seconds. 11, it's 11-11. Uh, it's 11-11. Go ahead. Okay. So, so Reese Hopkins. They, okay, now we're going to make noise in the background. Did somebody put this stuff on mute? That's not and me. Now we're going to do my, my talk. That's not me. That's not well, even I don't me. Know who okay, there we go. So, so Donald Trump has two cases in New York that he has to contend with, two civil cases, E.G. Carroll and, of course, Letitia James. The E.G. Carroll, the first two cases. Okay, one of y'all got to put yourself on mute. You got too much shit and motherfucking Cuba music going on in the background. I want my second back. So the, the first case, he was able to successfully put up his own money because nobody was, nobody was going to bond him. He's got $83.3 million still waiting to be. He wants to appeal it. He got to put up his 83.3 plus interest. If he fails to do that, that, that her attorneys will go after his assets. I'm going to have to get on the board, man. These motherfuckers are tweaking. Number two, the next case he has, to contend with is Letitia James, which, as you can see, is quickly going to a cool half a billion dollars. I remember when you said that was a joke. It's never going to happen. They're not going to. It's going to get tossed out of court. Well, it's a half a billion, half a billion dollars later and coming. So what's happening? You said he filed an appeal. 
He tried to file an appeal. He tried to be slick about it. The judge refused it because he didn't put no money up. You can't get an appeal without putting up your bond money, my friend. You don't come in here with a discount or a freebie. Put your money up. Ali, how much more time? Okay, Keon, your two minutes is up. Gotcha. I have my two minutes. Your two uh, minutes is starting right now. Eleven thirteen. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I do not give a fuck. Thank you. Oh, okay. There you go, Ali. And I rest my case. And I'm going to tell you, since he gave up his his minutes, I'm going to talk to his minutes. The reason why he doesn't give a fuck is because his boy lost, his daddy lost. His daddy is getting his ass beat in New York. His ass kicked in New York. He can't go back there and do no business. As I told you, and as recent here, I'm going to say it now. If I was Letitia James, and when that when that when that tab comes due, I'm taking his jets, his helicopters immediately, and then I'll go. Her name is Frostwatch, sir. <laughs> and then I take that nigga said, please refer to The nigga said he go go to the debate on a beach cruiser. Please refer to her by her proper name. Her name is Frostwatch. Please, please refer to her by her proper so, name. Don't disrespect that bitch's name. Don't disrespect that bitch's name. Her name is Sasquatch. Please fucking refer to her. Refer to that bitch by her proper name. No, no, no. I want you to refer to that. Listen, I want you to refer to that sloppy bitch by her proper name. It is
I just want to know, because these niggas sound like they professionally going at it. This ain't just started yesterday. Hey, hey, Ali, this go on all night. We get notifications all night with the fight. Hey, Ali. Okay, I'm yeah, I'm in the loud in the morning. These niggas talk over each other. I mean everything. That's why I put it on the two minute clock. And now I can't say talking with. Hey, listen, can you niggas go one at a time? I'm gonna put you niggas on mute. Now Keone was talking. It's okay. Go ahead, Keone. I have to sign Why do you have to go, nigga? You, you can't stand because to stay I here to get your ass something. eaten out, nigga? No. no. Ooh, that's nasty. <laughs> uh, no, I have to sign I don't know. Listen, P. Diddy, it's been a pleasure. I'm going to go. <laughs> um, by the way, by the way, Cooper Gooding Jr., Cooper Gooding Jr. is on camera, by the way. Did you see that, Lofty? Cooper Gooding Jr. is on camera trying to grab that boy's genitalia who filed that lawsuit yesterday. Oh, and no. They've got pictures of Stevie J fucking a white man with no condom. Oh, no. In this, in, it, in this, in this thing. It's, it's that raw. The dude's got hundreds of hours of video and audio of P. Diddy doing some real nasty shit. This fucker is what what that's terrible. destroyed. What about how Cindy Williams is looking, man? You mean Wendy Williams? Yeah, Wendy Williams, whatever. Yo, Wendy, Listen to me. Yeah. I'll tell you this. I've never been a fan of that woman, but let me tell you right off the bat, dude, I feel sorry for her. But yeah. there is no coming back from that frontal, that, that frontal, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, damn, I can't the, even pronounce it. The, the frontal word. brain. The frontal yeah, brain. It's a, it's the same, brain. it's the same disease that Bruce Willis has. And Bruce Willis now, it's so progressed, he can't even talk. You can't, you can't even, Is it something that kills them? Is it eventually a terminal no, thing? It's like, well, people, you know how Alzheimer's is yes, mental it will. Right. Yes, yeah, it, it will it eventually kill you does because your brain function yeah. shuts down. Man, where did exactly. you come from, doctor? Yeah, no, because she's dealt with this because her, her, her dad bedroom. had dementia. Oh, shit. Her, her dad, Jeff, had dementia. He died of dementia. Okay. I do it in the stairwell. She has direct knowledge of this. I like she that one love to you, though, Reese. I give you kudos like a motherfucker. Yeah, so this... And why are you trying to give you kudos to shit? I don't know if he wants them kind of dumb, dumb kudos, nigga. I, Ali, I'm going to send you a copy of the indictment if you want to... Not the indictment, sorry, the, the, the lawsuit against P. Diddy, against this guy, Rodney Jones. Uh, I don't want them. Don't send it to me. I don't want nothing to do oh, with it. You know you like that kind of shit. I don't want to see shit. Nothing like that, man. You know damn well you like that kind of shit. What you say, Fred? You know, motherfucker, you want to see it. Say it again, Fred. That's right, because your punk ass is on mute. Who else wants some? The pictures that he that he that he um, that he posted on the affidavit or on the filing, that it's very detailed, right? So it's got pictures of like all of the sex workers, the underage girls with their faces blocked out. They're not doing anything; they're just at a party with him. 
Um, they've got P. Diddy with one of the underage sex workers, and they're making out. It, it's fucking salacious. Right on, man. It's fucking salacious. <laughs> no, salacious. This dude, uh-huh. and he talks about he, he talks about Cuba Gooding Jr. making advances at him at a party, and he's got a picture of Cuba Gooding Jr. sitting next to him with his arm around him and Cuba, Go- Cuba Gooding's hand reaching in between his legs. Wow. Yeah, and, D- and, and, and he also, in the what's name, right, so he puts these references inside the, the, the filing. And so he uses terms. I, I just got to read this because it, it's, it's better if I read it. So Roseanne and I were going over it. And we were reading some of the cryptic words that the guy was using. So he uses one cryptic thing that PDD had bragged about having sex with R&B singers. But the R&B singers that he says, again, the guy makes cryptic. So he puts the, on the filing notes at the bottom certain um, markers that help you understand who he's talking about. So let me read this one. He says, number four, no, number three in the complaint is a Philadelphia rapper who dated Nicki Minaj. Number four, he is a Grammy-winning R&B singer who had trouble with law enforcement after assaulting a a Bajan billionaire. And Bajan Bajan is in Barbados. So we looked up who's a Bajan or Barbados billionaire, and the first picture to pop up was Rihanna. So again, a Grammy Award-winning R&B singer who had trouble with law enforcement after assaulting a Bajan billionaire is Rihanna, so that is Chris Brown. And then what about the one with the... Oh, we're getting to that one. So <laughs> I'm getting to that one. I'm trying to get to the other one here. Um, I think it's further up. Oh, there it is. No, that was the... Okay, so this one is, oh, he's a Philadelphia rapper. He performed, oh, number six. He performed at the Super Bowl and had a successful Vegas residency. That's Usher. And again, you can Google all these. Yeah, and all you have to do is just type this stuff in and their names pop up. So, yeah, so he's this. Dropping stuff. Yeah, he's, he's in this thing. He's talking about everything. Oh, and Diddy, according to him, Diddy admits that Shine did not pull the trigger. Mm-mm. Shine did not pull the trigger in the New York uh, nightclub on Christmas or New Year's, whenever it was, uh, where no, he was with Jennifer it. Lopez. Yeah, Diddy pulled. Yeah, Diddy pulled the trigger. And he, he shot that woman the in the fucking face, that, and now she's suing that. That's him. right. He shot the woman in the face. He also admits that JMO carried the gun into the nightclub because she wouldn't get searched. And when he got into the altercation. She gave, she handed him the gun, and he fired it. So whatever he going to be a lot of holes going down. (laughs) It's seventy three pages, but it's worth. I'm I'm waiting for the pictures. I'm waiting for the pictures with the memes of Cuba Gooding Jr. saying, "Show me the car." Yeah, this is, it's bad. So they've got, yeah, he's got a lot of these pictures. Did you see the pictures of Stevie J yet with the white guy? No. 
Yeah, it's in, it's in the filing as well. Send it to me. Okay. Um, oh, no, it's down. It's, oh, is it down? Oh, no, wait, that might be it. Hold on. Because it's the underage girls. Yeah, that's cool. The gooding. That's the sex workers. That's there it is. Okay. Thirteen and fourteen. Yeah, yeah, thirteen and fourteen. Yeah, thirteen and fourteen. I'll send it to you. Tell us the deal too, because that nipple is awful flat. All right, so I'm sending it. We're done. Um, It's been a pleasure. Um, Fubu, God bless you, and uh, I hope you win. Fubu's still here. Fubu's still here. No, no problem. Fubu's here. Oh, but okay. it's okay, folks. That's okay, Ralph Loren. Um, try, <laughs> try, not to, try not to have. Yeah, Fred, right Fred, Fred's face. still here, too, Reese. Fresh try, Fred wants to be your kiss on your caboose. Hey, try, hey, hey, bump. Try not to have, try not to have bump, your, your bumps on the right side of your face. Uh-huh. to your side or your left side of the face. Oh, okay. Oh, listen, dude, I've. When I was a young man, I had a lot of acne, and that well, never you, bothered you, me. You must, be, you must still it's be a never, young man. It's never bothered me, and and again, I've I'm, I've just always had an acne problem. I'm not I'm not offended that you're sixty you years old. You still have acne yeah, problem. I'm, I'm actually sixty. Not even acne. Reese, use but, urine. Urine is good yeah, for skin. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to do that. Um, but anyway, well, listen. I'm well, fifty-five years old. And I'm never ever going to. Fall. I'm never going to be insulted by that juvenile, sophomoric humor that comes from Ralph Lauren. I just about my about my about my. Let me tell you something, brother. I same dude that ain't made a T-shirt yet. Is that who you're talking about? And then, now, hold on. This is, this uh, is the lady, that's a whole other ball game. Reese, let me tell you something, brother. Brother, I'm gonna have to put all you motherfuckers on mute, Reese. I need to tell you this now. Now, yes, since sir, you say it. you're very sexually active and everything, as you know, you say you you, you, get, you always get some. You know, well, if that's yes, the case, then that thing's your your, your 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 little thing you got going on down there about three a.m. Why don't you just leave? You, you shut your motherfucking ass up, nigga. That's why your ass is on mute, Reese. So after three a.m., you go urinate. That's some good shit to put on your face, man, and your whole body, not just your face, your feet, your skin, your arms, and everything. Because when you get in the shower, Reese, if you don't have a filter on your shower, you're getting all this goddamn pollution on your skin. That's why your hair and your skin start getting all fucked up because motherfuckers don't know how to put filters on their water systems. Anyway, back to you, Reese. I think Bumpy left. Bumpy left? I think Bumpy's gone. Yeah, Bumpy's gone. Okay. Yeah, that was some good information you gave him after I told him. Well, he, apparently, he, apparently he likes to have that shit all over his face at 55. Yeah, I don't know too many old motherfuckers who got this like they're still 12. That's because it's not well, folliculitis, dumbass. I like to hear Bumpy. I'm sorry, it's not acne. What is it? It's called folliculitis. Folliculitis. Did you just kill, call the professor a dumbass? I, I didn't hear that either. Folliculitis? 
Folliculitis. Oh, what? You fucking ignoramus. I still, <laughs> I still, I still could, I, I, I still could hear what you said. Folliculitis. <laughs> Look it up. Okay. But it looks like a bunch of zits to me. <laughs> it looks like a bunch of zits to me. He said, put yeah, that on the motherfucking t-shirt, nigga. Yeah, I want to just put Chub Chub on this t-shirt. That would be a good t-shirt to make, Chub Chub. You should put anything on a fucking t-shirt at this Chunky. point because you ain't got shit. Chunky. Chunky. Chunky monkey. <laughs> if it's worse than you ain't got shit. Chunky monkey. <laughs> chunky monkey. What's, what's going to be the monkey on the chunky? Put, put chunky monkey. Put a motherfucking banana. Hoo hoo ha ha. Uh-huh. Put whatever, but put something mm-hmm. on a motherfucking t-shirt. You don't you worry about it. Just worry about what you need to worry about on your end. Your life. Just take care of your life. I'll take care of mine. Chunky. Okay, dumbass. You can call me Chunky all day, okay. bitch. I've been called every yeah. motherfucking fat name in the motherfucking world. You ain't never going to hurt my feelings, hoe. I hear you. Because you've always been fat and chunky. And? So you the always, fuck what, huh? That's not going to change. Oh, and? Shut the fuck up. Like, that's supposed to bother me. Nigga, nigga, you know I grew up in the hood, nigga. What the fuck are you talking about, fat son? Oh, my God. Stop with this. You ain't hard, motherfucker. Shut up. You ain't hard. I don't have to be hard. You a soft-baked, chewy, motherfucking chocolate chip cookie, bitch. Shut up. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Did you learn that from the sisters? Did Alita say worse shit to me than that motherfucker? Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I'm sure I heard it. So find what some happened? new material. What happened? And make a fucking T-shirt. She's, she's protecting. She's protecting her man, her ex-husband. How are you feeling Love today, me. King Fred? What the fuck hey, are you interrupting for, you snigger-poo? Hey, Frederick. You How are you feeling today? Why oh, did you call him and ask him how he's feeling? Because I don't have his number. Interrupting a good fight. Hey, He's brother, here. Me he can speak for I'll himself. All right, man. Yeah, I'll asshole. I'll catch up with you. All right. Now you made him hang up, you snigger poo. No. Well, I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm just broke. Oh, wait. The broke-ass oh, well. bitch with no T-shirts hung up? Damn. <laughs> Fuck. He hung up. Well, I think it was very cool for Reese to answer, though, when I called him. Who cares? Had to get my Don King on. What made you think he wouldn't answer? I'm not talking to you. She asked you a question. Well, you certainly answered. 
I'd rather talk to Marie. What's happening, Tina? Who is Marie? That's none of your business. Tina knows who she is. You are too much, Kente. <laughs> I like how you laugh, oh, Tina. Oh. We're on radio. This is some kind of radio, I tell you. Snickapoo thinks she could just have Kente whenever she wants to, just with a soft voice. I know you really are. She don't want you. You're soft voice. She don't want you. You're soft voice, don't you? She don't want you. Hush. No. Or you make me do what you want me to do to you. Oh, whatever. Shut up. And I'm refraining from doing it. You ain't going to do nothing to me. You ain't going to do nothing to me. And you're exactly right. I'm doing that. I'm not gonna make you do anything. It hurts, doesn't it? It hurts that no. you can't say he. Kip, they made me do it. No, no, I don't give a damn. Uh, then why do you I don't here? give a damn because I want to. Now listen you here. Listen here, you chocolatey peach. I was cool with you, and I've That's been cool name. with don't you. Wear I don't it know what. Well, I want to wear it out. It's something to wear mm-hmm. out. Mm-mm. Yeah, you can add a Mm-mm. whole lot of shit to that chocolatey peach. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If, it if you ain't mm-hmm. adding dollars to it, we don't want it. Well, what's your cash at? It's chocolate peach. <laughs> Damn. <clears throat> chocolate peach what? It is dollar sign chocolate peach. It is dollar sign chocolate peach. So is it a yeah. capital it? Are you a capital it? There's no it in it. Well, you said it is. Yeah, as Are in. Are you smoking weed? You don't this, even know what you're saying. This is what I'm going to give to you. Trap you, sister. I'm giving tra- you the information you in. that you're asking for. So here it is. Glass. And no, I ain't smoking weed today. I'm leaving my doctor's appointment. God damn it. Well, you need to smoke some. And I'm waiting. I'm waiting. My, I'm waiting for my list, so I can take Especially my ass back home. Especially when the doctors, the doctors now is trying to say weed is just like smoking cigarettes. Did you see that shit? This is reefer madness too. Yeah, they're trying to say because cannabis is such, making such a high sale that the doctors now are going against it, trying to say that it's just as bad. As cigarettes when it pertains to strokes and uh, respiratory. My doctor ain't said that, so. I know, it's propaganda. Just like Reefer Man. Mm-hmm. Back then, they didn't want yeah, white women to smoke weed because black dudes were smoking them. And they didn't want all the white women to keep it with the brothers. But they couldn't stop that shit because they're kicking it with them right now. It's at least five to one. Ain't that right, Mary? Ain't at least five white women for one black man? What'd you say, Kenzie? I said, it's still, I said, when they they first started Reefer Madness, they put the propaganda out there because they didn't want white women to be attracted to the black men that were smoking weed. But they couldn't stop it because right now it's at least five white women for each white man right now. For uh, 
five white women to each one black man right now. Hold on, please. Hold on, please. Yeah. Hi, thank you. Hitting you? That I don't know about today. So I can't speak on that. Thank you very much. Why is there dead air? Did everybody leave? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. I'm sorry. I said, I'm working on the um, soups. I don't want to make too much noise. Sorry. But I don't know. It may be just on the sisters. I don't know. Because I don't know where. Well, I don't keep friends under the weather, so he's in and out. Cuddles may have gone all together, I don't know. And I'm not certain where Plankton just stepped off to. And I haven't heard scissors today. Yeah, I don't think I heard scissors today either. Yeah, so. But, you know, we're over our third hour, so we, we've done our part today. Yeah. I'm going to go back home and get back in the bed before I have to start working this evening, this afternoon. You feeling all right? Yeah, I just had to have another uh, laser procedure in my eyes. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then I'll go back again in eight weeks. And eight, okay. Gosh, I do remember you mentioning this. That time flew up fast. Okay. Yeah, I know. Real fast. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, that is Thank you. So just, ba- just, a, just basic, sister. It's just chicken noodle soup. <laughs> oh, with rice in it. Y'all don't need to be talking favorite. about no damn food, you two motherfuckers. <laughs> Get your ass out there and walk. Talking about some goddamn food. That's the worst shit you can talk about. This motherfucker got her medication finna go home. She knows she's finna pull up at Jack in the Box to get her some motherfucking uh, uh, the bread, the, the, the French bread sticks. You know you're going to get you some French bread sticks, naga. Tell him he's wrong. When I just when I sat there and worked out at five thirty this morning, why would I mess up? What you gonna go eat? He I'm not going to eat anything. I'm going home to lay down and relax. Oh, uh, yeah? Is that right? Are oh, you trying to get yeah. in shape for scissors, huh? I mean, yes, I'm getting in shape. Yeah. Carly, you know she's getting in shape. Oh, you got your You doing your Jane Fonda workout? <laughs> no, I'm sure they don't know Jane Fonda workout. Uh, what you doing, your, your jack lane baby? No, I have a, I go to a gym three days a week, and we do a circuit training with, with weights and stuff. Oh, uh, you do the circuit training, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they get, they getting that ass in shape. 
Yeah. All right, now we gonna I'm see. Gonna, I'm gonna be the judge of it. And I'm probably gonna go home tonight and fix um, an egg roll bowl, which is basically everything inside the egg roll except it's not fried. I know what it is, nigga. You ain't got to explain it to me, nigga. Get your ass out there, then, and he's gonna see now. I'm gonna see if your ass shape changed from triangular to round. <laughs> you, won't, you won't be able to see it, sir. You won't be able to see it. You, 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 you blocked me, so you can't see nothing. Oh, I can see it, girl. I got X-ray vision. I know where the girls is at. Oh <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, feel better, sister. Congratulations. Yeah, he gonna keep working. Keep working. I'm looking at the ass now. It's still triangular. It ain't rounding up yet. These buckets out here taste like octagon picture over here talking about the women folks. I don't understand that. Taste like a whole right. octagon. <laughs> Always talking about the women. <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, Lord, help me, Lord. Help me. Oh, that shit's so fun. Why? Why is that fun for you? That's what my sisters used to do to me when I was going to used to talk about me. And I used to talk back <laughs> on their ass. So, you know, I didn't see nothing wrong with it. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Don't get mad at me, cause, cause I'm switching to the Mercedes Benz. <laughs> First off, you. Were-